It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Okay, this is the first time I'm recording uh, from Zoom, so I hope it doesn't fuck up. I mean, I'm certain it will. <laughs> That's the ticket. Hey guys, welcome to uh, the It Feels Like the First Time Show podcast, or retitled The First Time Show. Today, I've, I am joined with the wonderful Brett Register and the lovely Alana Fickus. Hello. Aloha. Pretty soon we're going to start uh, pumping guests in the, into this thing. I got quite a few uh, requests from friends to uh, be able to be a guest on the show. Is anyone specified an episode? One that really sticks out to them? No, but I have a feeling that there is a certain episode that will get a lot of people interested. Our first episode today felt like it, it's like a lock episode. Dude, ab-so-fucking-lutely. And not to get I, too... I was wondering if anyone asked to be on this episode. I asked to be on this episode. <laughs> well, did, we're going to grant your fucking wish, buddy. I asked to be on this episode because it does totally feel like walkabout. Yeah. It's the walkabout of the leftovers, and Alana's like, is that oh. because it, it it's like a sidestep from the main narrative for the first time? Um, mm. yeah, but also because it's it's definitely we get a flashback of one of the characters, which we haven't gotten yet. We got um, spiritual religious themes, which was also a big part of the walkabout episode of Lost. And it's interesting, if this was episode four, then it'd be like right in line with where Walkabout was for Lost. Yeah. What is Walkabout? So if it's episode four of Lost, I've seen it. We can't tell you, Alana. Okay. Well, we can't Respect really talk about it. We're trying, I mean, I'd love to talk about it. But the problem is, is there might be people listening to this that have never seen Lost. And if that's the truth, shame on you! Shame on you. Um... <laughs> I gotta be honest I'm gonna talk about this episode and we're gonna put together a really good podcast but ultimately I'm just here to listen to the clips from this episode <laughs> you're just here for the clips there's a couple real doozies I did it for the clips I did it for the clips so welcome to the show guys this is episode two three oh well episode two of our show <laughs> um it's episode two of our show and uh what we do on this are you show. keeping track of how many total episodes we've done uh, uh, you mean how many we've watched? Oh, oh, you mean how many we've recorded? Yeah. Podcast episodes. I mean, you're the one that was like, we should just get rid of the I movie I know, and episodes. I stand by it. I'm just curious if you are for milestones and things. Well, do you count the movie episodes? Yeah, you got to count. For the total, yes. I but we're not going to keep a regular, like, episodic cadence. I want to say it's something like 130 episodes or something. We missed 100? You want me to find out right now? I mean, obviously. If I'm driving in my car on the way to work and I'm listening to this, I need to know. All right, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> okay. Or, or if you're just in your kitchen commuting to your living room okay, you, to work, we're gonna have you to, gotta know. We're gonna have to do a tiny bit of math. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow, we did Ruthless People? That's so stupid. Why did we do that? No one wants to see that. Who do we do that with? 
with Rachel. What's great is if you listen to the episode before Ruthless People, People, where we decide to watch it, it's pretty clear that nobody wants to do it but you. Yeah. I remember that. We're all trying to talk you out of it. Who's on it? I think I was. I think it was me, you, Rachel. This is a Alana, hit. Ooh, not maybe anymore. Owen. It's yeah. I mean, there's a you lot know the whole gang. About. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, I think Rachel Evans. We on it. we saw that so somebody. Too. Wait, can you hear that in the? Yes, I can hear it. Brett can't though. He was playing part of an old episode. Could you ooh, hear it? Ooh, ooh, I know why. Hang on, hang on. Oh, shut no, up. I hear it. You shut up, Brett, and hang on. We need a half dozen episodes before the technical difficulties. Okay, are how's this? Can you hear this? A poll that was like, how many? Pe- I'm curious <laughs> as to how many people are actually watching the movie along with the podcast. First of all, thanks for taking. Part. Oh, it's Rachel. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, <laughs> it's glad it's it, I, it, you know, it's always nice Listen, to be right. I'm like the guy in Spirited Away with all the hands. I'm like doing so <laughs> many things right now. It's true. What's his name? Uh, oh, I don't know. Onaki, oh shoot! It just left Niki. my head. Okay, Brett, the Boiler Man. Yeah. Let's do some math. Okay. Episode fifty nine of the show is the last episode of Lost. Got it. We did Blade Runner. Oh, we did Blade Runner with John Schnapp. Happy birthday. Oh, today we're recording this on John Schnapp's birthday. Rest in peace, my chimp nugget friend, king of the sweaties. <laughs> Shout out to my big, big monkey gorilla man friend. That was the that was the first time I met him was on that Blade Runner podcast. <sighs> that was a treat. Okay, so. So Blade Runner is 69 episode or episode 60, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> then we did It and then Death Note, Batman and Robin, Magic Mike, ET, Honey We Shrunk Ourselves, <laughs> Flatliners, Don Hurts Felt's Rejected, Popeye, Flight of the Navigator, Ruthless People, The Lost Boys, and then Castle Rock. <laughs> How many episodes? Castle like- Rock was one, two, two episodes of Castle Rock. Then we did a Fantastic Fest bonus episode with Owen. Mm-hmm. Then we did another Castle Rock. Then we did a bonus, the new Halloween movie review. Mm-hmm. Then we did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Chris McCaleb. Mm-hmm. Then we did our special announcement on April Fool's Day that pissed everybody off. Yep, I remember. And then Watchmen. How many was that? Watchmen is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight episodes, including the ultimate cut. And now Leftovers. So this is episode like 89. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it so funny that there. like we named off all this shit that like is never going to be available? <laughs> well, that's fun. It's good to have a memory and an archive of it in our in our brains and not in reality. Agreed. I think right. we might be closer to 80, but I also don't remember if I counted a couple. For a those couple. Of- <laughs> For those of you that have no idea what the hell this is, we just took a little walk down <laughs> history road a little bit, so we're sorry about that. We digress. Can Welcome you play to the theme song? Yes, I'll play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... Thank you for make, giving me more editing to do. I'm going to hand this off to Ryan really soon. Sorry, <laughs> Ryan. 
I got to do the first couple until we get it a good flow, and then Ryan gets it. Um, yeah. This is the first time show. Basically, we're rewatching The Leftovers. This is episode two of our show, where we are covering episodes three and four of The Leftovers. We're doing it two episodes at a time. We're going to watch all three seasons of The Leftovers, and we're going to have a great time. And I really want to hear from you if you're not even watching the show, but you're still listening to this. Email-wise. I really want to hear from you email-wise. Okay. So Just so you know, I just got a prompt that says Zoom will shut down in 15 minutes for an update. Oh. Zoom US. So hang on to your butts. I got an update, too. real interesting in 15 minutes. Yours did that, too? I got an update before we started. Oh, yeah. So mine's updated and Alana's is updated, but Brett's isn't. So we might lose Brett for a second. Brett, you want to just do it really quick and come yeah, right back? Let me back? check for updates while you... while you. Okay, uh, okay. It says I'm in the latest version. Oh, so just leave it alone. Maybe it's well, okay. Maybe he's ahead of the curb and then we're going to have to update after. Whoa. Right. So anyway, we're watching two episodes at a time and we're going to do all three seasons of Leftovers and um, we're going to have a great time. And I definitely want to hear from you if you have never seen the show and don't plan on watching the show along with us. And the way to do that is to hit us up at our email, the first time show, T H E F I R S T T I M E S H O W at gmail.com. And just email us. We want to hear from you. We, we do a whole segment on this show where we read your dang emails, and it's a lot of fun, and we love it. We love hearing from you guys, and we love your thoughts on the show and so forth and all that. So, anyway, let's jump into the episode. The first one is called Two Boats and a Helicopter. And before we dig deep into that, does uh-huh. anybody know and can anybody tell me what the Two Boats and a Helicopter title is a reference to? Alana? I took notes. Let me check. <laughs> Did you take notes about that? Uh, something about... Well, I'll give you a hint. It has. Both. It wasn't really in the episode. There, well, yeah. It, but it it certainly relates to the episode. But it's 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 a story from. It's like a Bible story. It's like an old joke, an old like. You Bible. know those Bible stories, all the helicopters. It's an <laughs> old Bible joke, like a like a religious joke, I guess. And the joke goes. There's a man. Oh, wait, so we're not guessing. You're just telling no, us. No, because you don't know. <laughs> like, you obviously you don't guess? know. Then uh, I'm going to tell well, you. Well, you don't know, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you would have said. Well, I had well, a it's guess, a joke. but now you're just going to tell us. Well, okay. what do you think the joke's about then? Fine. I won't tell say me it. The down what joke. do you think the joke's about? Just tell it. So, anyway, the joke is about a man standing on the roof of his house during a flood, and he refuses three rescue attempts, saying he is confident God will save him. Uh, and after he uh, drowns yeah. and goes to heaven, he I chastises God for letting him down. And God says, well, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. Growing up in the church, you definitely get, you, you, hear, you hear some zingers. Yes, like that. you do. That's a good that's a good title for this episode. There's like dad jokes and then there's God jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great title for the episode because we certainly learn a lot about Matt Jameson, the Reverend His last name's Jameson? Yeah. Oh. And uh he's the Reverend of the Dwindling Church. And um we learned a lot about him, and it's truly a fucking 
lock style ter- it, it's terrible so, yeah i mean i story. guess it's like we shouldn't compare it so directly <laughs> but know, it definitely should. has a very lock vibe well, every bit of it i'll always say that I love Locke is one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character on Lost. Y'all are talking about John Locke. John Locke, named after the poet writer. I don't remember yeah, if poet or writer. The old, or maybe philosopher. The or OG John I don't know, Locke. But, yeah, maybe philosopher. But um, the the Locke, and the character of Locke, I I have always said, and this isn't really a spoiler so much because, and also the show's so been on for fucking thirty years, but um, his story is incredibly tragic. It's like one of the most tragic television show storylines i think i've ever seen other than well maybe jesse jesse pinkman's kind of tragic too what about jesse's girl and jesse's girl because we don't even know what happened to her but uh (laughs) i just know i wish i had her that's all we know (laughs) but this motherfucker (laughs) really is up there as a tragic character and it just seems like my goodness what a what a life yeah yeah i mean unlike Locke, you sort of leave walkabout feeling like oh my god this guy's gonna change the world and you didn't quite have the same feeling here no um and it's interesting that like we we have him going on this like really cool short film adventure yeah (laughs) like right i love that description that would not have popped in my scully well i like how (laughs) owen and i nerd out about this stuff all the time we're like Every good movie has like a has like a really good short film in it. Oh, interesting! Like, wasn't well, that the Lin- the Lindelof move? To I don't do know. little shorts in the middle of his I, series. I, I don't know. I, I guess I've never really taken too much of a notice, but knowing he did this in Lost, I would say yes. Well, Tarantino does a lot. Like, if you've seen yeah. um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, it opens with that Hans Landa character interrogating the guy about hiding the Jews in his mm-hmm. milk house, essentially. Milk money. And uh, and it's an entire intense and very tense scene. And it's like a, it's like a short film within the movie, essentially. Uh, it could stand alone as a really good short film. And I felt like um, the character of Matt really went through like a, short film adventure that was like really kind of like good it was very good and very well written and then uh and then he's got all this fucking money and it doesn't matter because the guilty remnant got his goddamn church and it's so sad and it's like damn why does the guilty remnant keep winning yeah i felt like i got that and where did he get the money the uh the twenty thousand. Kevin's dad gave it to him. I'm guessing. Yeah, Kevin's it seems dad. like it has something to do with the him uh, um, revealing that the mayor had like a little controversy or whatever. That that thing that that yeah. pamphlet he wrote about the mayor, the judge or whatever. Yeah, no, that was about the or, judge. Or the judge. Not the Sorry, mayor. the judge. Yeah. Okay. And I bet it directly um, benefited Kevin Senior. So, like, the judge was paying off the police force, which was his dad at the time, and that's what the 20000 was. Uh, well, it said him. on the note that, like, you've earned this or something. Yeah, well, I'm sure whatever he was doing was against the church. Certainly, yeah. It seemed, it's so interesting because you do get a lot of, like, at first you're like, man, this is such a good, he's such a good man, this character. He's just, like, a decent Jameson. good man. Jameson. <laughs> yeah, Matt. And Father Jameson. Maddie boy, Father dad. Jameson. You really get the idea that he's just like a 
a nice guy and he cares about people and but then he's like you know doing those fucking pamphlets about people who but i like the reason he was doing it i do too i think it's really interesting and it's very lock that he was like somebody that did nothing wrong in their life that should be missed is on the same list as this horrible person right. we should differentiate right and he wants to prove that like it's not it wasn't like a rapture yeah because he doesn't want you know and honestly it's like he doesn't want to be left behind so he wants to prove that as a fa- as a person of religious belief I don't know if his motivation is not wanting to be left behind. Well, I think it's more trying to justify the things that have happened to him in his life. I think that that and I think that there really is the idea that um, how could it how could it have been something God chose? Exactly. And, and then yeah. he wasn't chosen, you know, and if I th- it was a God. Well, I think blessing. he believes it was, you know, I think he truly believes. I think, well, I don't know if he believes it was. But That's what does he thing. say to the sister? He says, it's a test. It's a test, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is is that Christopher Eccleston... <laughs> annoyed the fuck out of me when he said that. I did was it like, really? Oh, great. I know, it is really annoying, especially from Nora's perspective. I mean, this show is beautiful, and I think it's doing this on purpose, and it's annoying me so fucking much so often. But I, again, I think it's on purpose, trying to get you like riled there, and it's working. Yeah, it. I mean, the acting is like incredible. Everyone's just acting their asses off, and everyone's <laughs> so good. And Christopher Eccleston is just like he's a he's like a master class in like that. And it's kind so of different. I can't not think of him in Gone in sixty seconds <laughs> as the you villain. Would. You would not Thor. He's no, because he's so great and gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) I never saw it. Oh, what do you mean? We should watch that. Hello. Stop depriving yourself. It's quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Alana is has the um, the target painted on her head because we had this idea that it'd be really fun if we all did it. And then we told Brett way too late. And then Alana, by the time she was done, it was like way past eight. And we're supposed to recording it. So, like, I didn't get to do it. I'm really sad about it. But isn't it awesome that there's just, like, because of the departure, like, there's just all these, like, cults or movements or I don't know what you want to call them. But isn't it So, if, if, if Alana gets raptured during this podcast and she's the only one that leaves... We know why. <laughs> yeah, we will know why. Technically, yeah. it's episode four. FYI. Um, but s- hi, hi, so does now. So let's kind of just go through the episode quickly, and then we'll get to the second one, and we'll we'll try to get through these a little bit quicker. Okay. Um, so that we could get to the emails and spend some time there. But what do you guys think is up with the pit- set up camp and the emails? Yeah, we got to set up camp because it's getting dark. Uh, so what did you guys think about the pigeons and what do you think it means in the, in the casino? Well, there were three instances. There were three. Oh, I'm only thinking of two of pigeons in the episode lead almost leading the character. Well, you're telling it right there. That's what we think. Well, he imagined them like the doves, like religious doves giving you a sign. There was That's there was I a think. pigeon on the front step of his church. 
that was or that was like almost like in the church and then he was like shooing it and then he sees the guilty remnant and then there were oh, yeah. the pigeons in the casino or well before that there were the pigeons on the stop sign um before oh, yeah. he before he went to the well, casino, casino. Was it, no 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 casino was first. Casino's, casino's first, casino's right. first and then the stop sign yeah noah follows the dove to land or whatever is that true yeah something like that i mean the I'm dove sure I'm, I'm remembering it wrong the, but it's something like a dove comes and lands on the ark with like a a olive, twig in its mouth olive branch and that way he knows that it came from like land yeah some sort of plant and ba- land so yeah they... basically it's a sign that like uh the earth there's land again it's not just water because you know noah and the ark is uh just water for a while yeah, see, we listened. We listened in Sunday school. I didn't go to Sunday school. I just knew that as a tale. I went to Tuesday oh, school. You did so, what now? <laughs> I said I went to Tuesday school, Steve, Brett. Steve only went to school only on Tuesdays Tuesday. is what he meant. I was like, I will <laughs> gladly learn on Tuesday if I have every other day off. <laughs> and you had that voice I at did. five. Um, so anyway... A lot of stuff happens in this episode, man. That guy that just like beats the shit out of him during that incredible sermon. And then you find out that that sermon is just like basically his story, his childhood. Yeah. A great way. Yeah, to- I was I was thinking I'm like, what did happen in this episode? Like, what is the uh, implications to the larger show? Well, I think we're delving into the characters more and which is really important for a series like this, because it seems like the characters are going to be the focal point. Yeah. The characters are what it's about. So, and, um, just like lost lost was all Mm -hmm. about the characters and that's a beautiful thing. And if your characters are really interesting and flawed and have very, um, tragic pasts and things like that, then it makes things that they do later on more impactful and meaningful and interesting. And I think that it's it's a good thing for them to be establishing the characters this way so early in the series. Um, I miss you and Owen arguing over what people watch for characters. Oh and man! Oh, I Owen's just like we fought so hard about that back and fucking forth. Lost is about the characters. It's not about what the island is and shit. And I think um, you gotta have both. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's uh, this is us. Well, you gotta have faith too. You gotta have it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of faith, that was my my feeling about this episode. Is I felt like after watching it and like thinking about it, is the reason because I kept one thinking to myself, it's so well crafted. This episode, why did it make me feel as terrible as it did? Like that must have been intentional in the times it made me feel shit. Why and, did it make you feel bad? Well, my conclusion is that it felt like emotionally throughout the episode, it felt like that character Matt was like losing faith and then coming back and losing faith. Like the feeling of that, the experience of that is what the episode felt like to me. So whether or not that's purposeful, I lean to say it is because that'd be a big coincidence. With faith or without? No, it just felt like, you know, the experience of like, as somebody who's fairly spiritual, I do have my beliefs. Like you can go through the day and see things that affirm your belief. And then a second later there a question can come in your, if you're questioning your faith, a question can come in your mind about like, oh, well, did that happen because I believe this and because it's there serving me or did it happen because of coincidence? Because then this happened and that didn't affirm that and this did do this. Like it felt like the entire story of that episode was the experience of questioning your faith, reaffirming your faith. 
I think that was my 15 minute update. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> whoa, Brett just got a Zoom double. Which, uh, why don't you talk for me for a second, Brett? <laughs> oh, dear. Why, what happened? I just need to kick out this broken Brett. There <laughs> oh, it is. There he goes. All right. Well, that oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Who, sad to see him go. Who's the real Brett? <laughs> oh, what dear. happened on your end? If you guys are watching the video version of this podcast, which, by the way, exists soon uh if you're a patron you get this episode early um but everybody else gets the video and the podcast on mondays and if you're watching the video on youtube.com slash the valley cast you will see what happened was is brett's it looked like he was listening intently to what alana was saying <laughs> and did. then suddenly i got a request for a new entry a new, a, brett. A new participant <laughs> And it was Brett, and then we got multiple Bretts in the chat for a second. Were you worried? Were you? Did you think it was like a Black Mirror episode? Yes, for a second? I, I thought, uh oh, which one's the real Brett, and which one do I have to shoot? <laughs> um. Anyway, Alana, sorry. Continue. You no, I mean but... that was pretty much the entirety of it. I felt like that episode really exemplified that feeling of the the faith struggle, and that is a it the type of feeling that makes being a human being just tear you apart yeah and i think the sh the the writers i mean lindelof and someone named jacqueline hoyt someone wrote this episode <laughs> oh i don't know who it is do you know who it is no some stranger some stranger i've never heard lindelof of. did not write the next episode <laughs> oh, or, oh right? interesting oh i don't know we'll find out we don't jump ahead brett Respect don't the format. Head, bruh, don't jump ahead, bruh, don't Did you jump see ahead, that uh, Peter Berg is like the producer on the show, the executive producer on the yeah. show? That's cool, man. I thought about you when I saw Thanks. that. Thanks. Brett's got a Berg boner. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that it, you can really tell that Lindelof has like become a better writer, you know, and... um. Lost is really great. It's it's you know it's a relic of its time in a way that I love so much. But this is like Lost grew up, and the and the characters are so well written, and the the, the emotions and the it's just like it's just a well written show. I I feel exhausted yeah. emotionally after seeing after watching it, you know, yeah. because it's and I think it continually does that. Which until, is why I stopped ends. after season two. I was yeah. like, too much. You're fucking with me and you're not giving me well, any goods. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's I won't lie. It's tough that it's a tough show. And it's it's and it's, it's and tough. It, but the thing is, tough shows with some payoff, like you can add questions, but then also be giving some answers. That works for me. I'll be there. But if you're just continuing to add questions, make it tough and you're not really answering much. I hate you. But we'll see. Maybe yeah. it's how I saw it. I love how Alana, at one point, I don't know if you want me to say that you said this, Alana, but do you remember when we were Probably watching fine. the show? There was like all this religious shit going on and you were like, man, if the departure ends up being like some fucking religious thing, I'm going to be real upset. Yeah, if it. I said it was going to be some like, actually, if if it actually ends up being like some kind of the rapture or something, I'll be pissed. What about you, Brett? <laughs> I'm I'm open to it. Did you ever see? Oh, I know what I said. Oh. I said if the departure ends up being that it's all the people who like took Jesus into their heart oh, or whatever right, right. that, that phrase is, is <laughs> and those are the ones who got taken. Yeah. Then I'll be pissed. 
What if was it's that? just that. Like, it doesn't matter who you are as a person. If you accept Jesus in your heart, you got it. You got it. Um, One of my favorite moments in the episode. No shame on religion, by the way. If you're, if it's good for you and you're enjoying it, nothing against having a connection to a God. I'm going to cut this part out. <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments of the episode was when that commercial on TV was going on. Uh, when Matt comes home uh, to the, the woman that is watching his, his wife, Mary. Oh yeah. And there's a commercial for like essentially a doll of the person that in your life that disappeared that you can then like bury in the ground, like a, like to bury a body. Oh yeah. Okay. And, um, and then that comes back. Right. And then it comes back, which is so well set up. It's such a great setup. And I remember the first time I ever watched this show, one of my favorite things was they would do things like that, like play the radio in the background, or you'd see the people arguing on TV about what happened. And, and then you get the commercials for in universe companies that were created because of the departure and I love that uh, that it, I love those things because it's so world building, you know, and, it, and I love things that are so rich in the world in world building. And especially when it's done in a um, in a in an organic, like fun and creative way like yeah. this show is doing. And it makes you pay attention. There's something about like the exercise in your mind of something making you focus really does feel good. Right. But it's hard to achieve without feeling like, oh, I'm forcing you to do this. It's- like. It's when it's subtle, ooh, yeah, exactly. It's just stimulating. So stimulating. That's the feeling, and it and it really makes you want to like write and paint and draw and oh, stimulate. <laughs> we shook hands because we reconnected <laughs> on the word stimulating, but it does it. What's, it, it, it's, What's does happening it, in between the frames? You'll never know. Um, but isn't it inspiring when you watch something like this, Brett? Like, did you feel inspired yeah. by it? Yeah, I mean, it's. From a storytelling perspective or from a like an emotional I perspective? I think from both. both. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I think Lindelof shows always kind of put me in that like position where you really are uh, aspire to be as to be able to delicately craft a narrative that kind of intertwines in this way. Mm-hmm. Because I really like the way that he manipulates the viewer to make his story as effective as possible and that's kind of why with this one i'm trying to just sit back and relax and not trying to overly figure everything out yeah you just gotta go for the ride like yeah because i feel comfortable you feel comfortable like you're in good hands yes that you'll be taken care of if you you know and again this is the guy that ended up making Watchmen, which is a fucking masterpiece of a show and um you know, I don't know. Lost upset a lot of people, and I think Leftovers kind of bummed some people out too. But I will say, I do everybody. miss the island in this Me show. Me too, man. Me too. The kind of like tropical vibe added an air of levity. Yeah, yeah. The show just doesn't have. There um, was more than there were uh, quite a few things that added levity. I feel like just for the amount of Lost I saw, as compared to this show. This show is so depressing in so many ways. I mean, it just and it doesn't really like stop. There's not much respite <laughs> from just like. Really... Yeah. Making you upset. doesn't stop? Not really. I think emotionally, uh-uh. I mean, it's... I think it's got so few episodes. It's got to come, you know, it's got to give a lot every episode. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they're all very, like, emotional roller coasters, essentially. Um, yeah. But uh, I wanted to share, because, well, like I was saying, one of my favorite things was the uh, the commercial on TV, which, by the way, 
I have in its entirety to play for you guys. Of course you do. So that we can listen to that, which I didn't know existed until today because I was looking up trivia about the episode. But that year that uh, Leftovers was coming out, or maybe it had already come out, um, they Comic-Con, at Comic-Con they had like a, a Leftovers like thing built Ooh. and it was for the the loved ones company that makes the like dolls for people that have uh oh there he goes tattoos wow how'd you not record the sneeze i think you muted i muted it on my microphone wow what a pro Seriously. yeah yeah i got the sneeze button you're not gonna see me doing anything like that i was blowing well, my nose just you know here. you gotta aspire for greatness anyway so they had a booth they had like a booth outside on on the grass and it was like um, register so that you could get a doll of your loved ones and they had like prosthetic heads and stuff in there and then they had these brochures and I got one and uh, it's basically like it tells you all about the like dolls the like loved ones like leftovers dolls and I love that you keep all this stuff dude I, I, I only when it's something that really affected me you know like I really loved no that's awesome this show so anyway, let's listen to the commercial because it's really fascinating, right? Like this kind of stuff in this in-universe here. So let's listen to this together. They're gone, <laughs> but so much of them is still here. That's a clip. <laughs> You've tried to move on, tried to live a normal life, but you haven't let go because you haven't known how. Loved ones' bereavement figures allow you to say that goodbye with as little as a single photograph, loved ones can create a tangible likeness of your departed. A Wait, it says higher resolution photographs typically yield better results in resemblance. Multiple photos can increase this. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be, the... it's like um, it's like putting your face on like your NBA 2K player. <laughs> exactly. You only have one photo. They don't really look like you. <laughs> but it's... some weird stranger. <laughs> figure for burial or cremation. Allowing or you cremation. and your family to finally begin to feel whole again. Wait, wait, wait. It said some states and municipalities may have enacted law laws that specify or restrict burial locations of non-organic remains. <laughs> Consult a licensed professional for intermittent. Begin to feel whole again. Speak with a loved one for interment. Sorry, so that's today. so funny. Or visit God, us online so to receive this informative packet. They'll always be a part of your family, but they're gone. Loved ones has consistently scored highest in customers. Wait, survey of both customers and their immediate families versus similar competing brands. Complete survey results often exceeding available customer online. expectations in cost and likeness. We can't change what happened. But we can change what will. See our ad in September magazines for details. Loved ones bereavement figures for your hereafter. Wow. Wow. You think someone <laughs> got one and fucked it? Yes. Of course. That's what most of them were purchased for. It's but they're making it seem like it's for burial or even cremation. I, I mean that's you know. Is there There's like a lot a... of medical drugs that were built for one thing and then ended up being <laughs> Oxycontin. used to cure something else. Do you think there's a checkbox when you're like ordering it that says 
I will not put Anato- my dick in it. Well, no, it says like anatomical, yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> Functioning genitals. Functioning genitals. <laughs> oh no. Jeez. Couldn't anybody never mind, I don't even want to go there. Um <laughs> Were you about to get into a, con- a consent conversation? Yes. About the okay, good. Uh, Those are the conversations we need to have. So what, what 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 did you think of the episode, Brett? Just overall, I mean, we we I, there is. I loved much it. To- it's one of those episodes that I didn't like when we first started watching Lost, when it would break away from the main narrative. I think I talked about it. Really. A lot that it would. I I just want the story to keep going, but it kept slowly taking you backwards to kind of establish character and in this case again having watched lost it's like i trust it enough to go oh okay let's find out about this character and you kind of know that you need to pay attention because if they're going to take this much time to establish someone that they're going to be important to the story and also they're not doing it for no reason right and it also it also seems like they're like showing us where they were and how they were affected by the departure and yeah. so maybe it's the maybe they're establishing that these character centric episodes will show us that um but imagine something like 711 whoa 911 is what i meant <laughs> oh shit <laughs> holy shit I don't know how that happened. bush did 711 oh. <laughs> just think about them both Imagine something yeah, like think about them both. Never forget. Never, never forget. Remember. Imagine something like 9-11 that was so unique in in what it was. And coming out of that, so many people had stories of how they were affected that were so different from each other. Like everyone's experience of that trauma was different. So many people were touched in completely different ways by what happened there. And I think they're just trying to get us to like to humanize that and to like really get that along with obviously like the incredible character development that is happening. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know. It's just like the, these characters are, I don't know how they're making the characters so interesting, you know, like, I don't know what, I think when you really emotionally get to know any being, they become really interesting. That's how by really good filmmaking of getting you into really what's happening in their life emotionally and their experience. And then you care and they're interesting. Yeah. Um, Also, it's like, you can all associate with something like life changing happening to you and then put it on a global scale. And then you start building archetypes into how would people react to that? Yeah. We're in an interesting time right now to think about that. What did you guys think about the dream sequence? Oh, Best dream sequence I've ever seen. About him having sex with the sheriff's wife? <laughs> yeah. I like that that's the part you remember <laughs> of the whole dream was sequence. Was hand on fire. He felt unclean. <laughs> I mean, we, we basically saw, we saw a lot of different things from his past. Like we saw him entering the church as a child or him him entering his the childhood version of the church. Which was I love that that guilty remnant lady was like at the door, going like, "Oh, you're missing. You haven't missed anything, you know." Like, like, yeah. um, like we're getting even some of her past. Like, I guess she was a churchgoer, you know. That's the best thing about um, them setting it in a small town, as you get glimpses of all the characters through, through the knowing totally, their past. Totally, and in again, in an organic way, not a forced way. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
and then and then we see that uh, he follows himself as a young child back into the other, you know, the back of the church. And we see him as a baby and his his dad and, and things like that. As a, The baby was Nora. The baby was Nora. You're right. He and, was... then, and then the young version of him goes to the other behind the church. And then we see basically when he gets his cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Which uh, and then which is really terrifying and scary. And then we you think see... all of that really happened. Yes. Yeah. He said okay. earlier that he had cancer as a kid. Yeah. That he defeated okay. cancer as a kid. I don't remember when he said that, but in somewhere in episode one or two. No, he said it in the beginning in his sermon. Oh, his sermon Never was mind. like it was there was a boy three. and there was you know a girl and whatever. And it was about him and his sister Nora. Yeah. Um. But uh, and then we see Nora, him and Nora, basically watching their home burn down with their parents inside, and Nora's like, "Are they burning alive in there?" And, and he's, he's like, like, "Yeah, yeah." That, Yikes! And, and, God damn! Um, Trigger warning! Jesus! It's terrifying and horrible that they witnessed that as young children. Um, and then, uh, and then we see, uh, him and his wife having sex and then it turns, and then she turns into Kevin's wife. But also before that, we see that him and his wife were in the car driving. Oh, right. The guilty during the, 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 the departure, during the departure. And that's the reason that she's a, like a vegetable in a vegetative right. state is because they got yeah. in a car accident. Wait, we saw that before the sex part. The I sex part was right at the end. So I so. thought so. Yeah, because he wakes Wasn't up like during sex, the sex fire part. awake or no? Oh and yeah, it's sex, all in the dream awake. somewhere. Sex fire awake. Sex fire is awake. My favorite Creedence He's album. He's a Leon song. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved in his in his in the departure day for him because we saw that scene when the series opened. The woman uh, with her was baby. it Christopher Eccleston? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, actually, I don't know if we, we didn't see him in the. I don't think we saw him, but we saw the car crash. Keep um, talking. I'm gonna look into it. We saw the car crash from a different perspective um, in episode one, scene one. Right. We saw. We saw it. Uh, we saw it from a different perspective. But um, but the crazy part is, is the person that crashed into him that essentially put his wife into a coma or into a coma, comatose state. Um, the driver of that car departed. That's and that's why the car rolled back and smacked him. Right, smack him. That's by. what caused the accident. That person disappearing, and um, and it's so crazy in that moment too. It, it you really feel what it must have been like to experience that and just be like in pure helplessness and just be like like nine one one was busy, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is like yeah. that's insane because so many people are like some terrible thing has just happened, you know, and it's happening all over the place and him grabbing his wife out of the car and running, running out saying, help me, somebody help me. And and the woman whose baby got departed, she's like, help me, please. Like everybody's like, help me. And it's like, nobody, you know, it's like everybody's dealing with their own fucking crazy shit. That must've been such an insane moment for all of these characters to live through. And it's like truly fascinating to get to see, and and I think when I first watched the show, too, I was really just kind of like curious to see what the lives of humans would even be like after something like that. And and that's really what this show yeah. does. It's just showing us kind of just the aftermath of a, of a crazy world phenomenon that cannot be explained and what and how people just kind of like go on after that. Yeah. So in the pilot, you see the two cars crash into each other. But you don't see who's in them. 
Right. Oh, okay. You don't see anything else about them until this dream sequence or whatever when you see that he's the one in one of the cars and his wife was driving. Crazy stuff. Great stuff. Okay, so that's a great episode. We loved it. Alana, anything else you want to say about the episode? Yeah. So Steve suggested this time, for the first time of all of my first time show experience, why don't we take notes? Ah, that's right. And I thought, oh, is this this kind of a show? All right. We're going there. I thought we were being a little bit more playful here but if you want me to take notes baby i'm there i didn't take too many though because i knew we're just testing the water. well keep us updated well this Crying brings us to loud. a new segment brett alana's notes so, i don't give a fuck becca to do <laughs> good night Tell someone else so do you think he had sex with the sheriff's wife no no or do you think oh. he lusted after the he, sheriff's maybe wife? he lusted after her i'm not sure right. what the connection is i'm not convinced it's either of those but yeah, lusting was more likely, I think, of those two, in my opinion. Okay, so my feelings on episode three were, I'm trying to write down, because I think this show really is working with themes in each episode, versus like just the way it's so emotional. Anyway, so I think the themes more for this episode, I would say, were of innocence versus guilt, and then obviously religion overarching. We're following a priest guy, so like everything is relating to religion and faith. But I really think everything was making us question innocence and guilt and what those mean and how they're opposites or not opposites from each other and everything to do with that. And that was my note. And I think we could talk about any single scene that happened and all of them are an example of it. Um, And also my personal opinions were, I mean, I get that his life has been insane. So I understand why, but he really, to me, is not, He's not a priest. He's a conspiracy anarchist. Like at first I thought maybe he's just acting. He's acting like a conspiracy theorist, but he's also more than acting like a conspiracy theorist. He's acting as someone who wants to like really step forward and act on that and create the chaos that will in his mind affect change. And uh, it's really interesting to have somebody who's a priest, but who's not a priest. Like his title is priest, but he's not acting at all as a priest. I, I think it's just like a priest in a priest in after an event that e- that like is the most baffling thing even to a priest. The thing is, I don't think that event is really that shaping for his life. I mean, I think he's had so many intense fucked up things happen in, to him in his life that that event was just like one more brick in the wall and him just another reason for him to question his faith and either let it get stronger or weaker. But at this time he's well, he seems faltering, like, but he seems like, like obsessed with this, this crusade to prove that right. He's, people who departed were not good people. Like he's developed his opinion about what he thinks has happened and is right. His version of logic, which is like, who's to say what's right or wrong. And he's like, which is what a conspiracy theory is. This is what I think happened in this case. And I'm going to hold to it and I'm going to make sure everyone else hears it and knows it. And I want to convince everyone else that it's true, too. And that's where kind of the anarchist part comes in. He's not just believing it himself. He needs the rest of the world to hear him and agree. I don't disagree, but I think more so what I see from this character is that as a result of the departure, less people are attending his church services. And I think he's trying to prove that it it wasn't religion's fault and and religion still matters and so here's all of this like proof that this isn't a religious thing so that he can justify um 
trying to get people back to his church. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. Totally. Yeah. Part of all that. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we move on, Brett? Yeah. I think you covered it. Great. I just love that episode. And then we move on to an episode called BJ and the AC. Why the fuck is it called that? Baby Jesus. That's great. I didn't think of that. And the Antichrist. Air conditioning, obviously. Whoa. And the air conditioning. Could it be Antichrist? What is the concept of Antichrist? I didn't go to Sunday school. (laughs) Is it the Antichrist? The Antichrist is somebody who comes before the apocalypse. And And everybody loves him on, like, different religions, both sides, politically. He, like, unifies the earth. But he brings about the end of the world. Right. He brings, like, peace in the Middle East and then... The end of the world, and then remember Seven like Eleven, and keeps holding. <laughs> he brings peace to Seven Elevens <laughs> worldwide. Um, so it says here in the trivia on fandom, which is what we were using when we did the Lost show, just to prove to you guys that we're sticking to the format here. I um, think somebody should please do a count of how many times Lost is mentioned. Like oh, just yeah. the word it's Lost. It's gonna be mentioned a lot. That's gonna be like twenty five. Just drink every time we mention. Yeah, Lost. take a drink shot every time we, someone says Lost. Just drink some Fireball. But about Have the a title, good time. it's quarantine. About the title, it says it has been theorized, but never <laughs> confirmed, that the initials in the episode's title stand for Baby Jesus and the Antichrist. <gasps> With, with the latter referring to Christine's baby. Who? Christine, oh. which is the girl that- The Asian girl. The Asian girl that Holy Wayne oh. has impregnated. I feel like I'm also it's not weird to call her- I mean, first of all, describing someone as the race they are, I don't think is racist. Okay. But I think it's, a, it's appropriate to say that to her because she's been described as this guy needs to be around Asian girls- Right. So it's appropriate he, he to say that. Asian girls for power. Yeah, like her purpose is to be an Asian woman, and it's almost to to make fun of that by uh, saying what it is. That's so interesting that there isn't really a reason why it's called that. There well, isn't what do a you conf- mean, of course. Well, there isn't a confirmation. It's just oh. a theory. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. That is interesting, though, because I think the Antichrist is born in some special way. Like, I think the uh, the in the Omen, Damien was supposed to be the Antichrist. And that's why, like, the babysitter kills herself for him. And right. People are, like, obsessed with him. It's all for you, Damien. Yeah. That scared me a lot when I was a kid. It's terrifying. I don't think I saw it. It's all for you. I mean, it's kind of cheesy now, but when you're a kid, it's pretty great. No, it's still awful the way she says it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's too, like. It's haunting. Sacrificial about it. I'm also creeped out by the sleepaway camp. Well, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking end. about. Um. <laughs> Can Here's I tell some, you my thing? Did we watch Sleepaway Camp together, Alana? No. Wait. At we Chris did. McCaleb's house? We did. We watched it at Chris McCaleb's house. Oh, I I guess it it's, doesn't burn into my mind. I don't remember that it's moment. It's the girl who, the little girl who's at Yeah, camp. I remember the movie, but I don't remember this thing. Oh, it's the reveal at the end where it was a boy the whole time, and you could see the uh, pen- his penis, and, and everyone's like, what the fuck? He's not circumcised. <laughs> Just kidding. Wait, anyway, can I tell you yes. my theme thoughts first? Yes, please. For fuck's sake. I feel a little proud that I got close to at least with that title. I didn't even think about the title. So the theme I thought for episode four, my opinion, is that it felt like it was 
sacred sacred things sacredness versus something just being one in a million very average very coincidence no 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 no, not coincidence just like you know like this is my like my pens i have a favorite pen that i got on my birthday a few years ago and it's like so sacred and special to me if i I lose it i will go crazy i see but versus just like any random ass pen in the house it's like whatever runs out of ink i could throw it away i get it lost i don't care like something being sacred or just one in gazillion and beyond that the idea of a divine child or baby and um toying back and forth with the ideas of should things be killed or saved and how close those are to each other whoa oh there's the moment that's what you got out of that that's (laughs) what i got thanks for the nightmares tonight so like to sum it all up it was kind of feeling to me like questioning are people or things replaceable because that's to me what sacred versus like one in a million interesting that that's your analyses of the theme that was my theme it felt like every scene to me was an example of if understanding or your 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 belief how you mentally make sense of if something is sacred or not and if if it's replaceable or not or you know is this from your notes yeah okay i just want to make sure i knew what segment we were in (laughs) (laughs) brett yeah (laughs) (laughs) what did you think about this episode what were your thoughts on this Uh, episode i i thought it was good it was almost like after the last episode, I wanted to know more about the characters, and this was much more story driven. Mm-hmm. So you know, That's very true. similar to Lost. But it's nice uh, that he came back drink. after. Um, <laughs> it it's like you get ex- it's it's always keeping you on your toes. You're never quite getting what you want, but you're getting what you need. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. So sure. I was excited uh, to kind of get the next step in the. Uh, the dr a little bit what's dr the gr the gr what did i say what is the dr what is yeah. gr the guilty remnant oh or... same difference it feels like we're getting to uh like i guess we aren't like but i what did are think they the one was to? gonna kill somebody when she had the thing in her hand the screwdriver the picture opens huh <laughs> the yeah. screwdriver yeah I think it did give us more insight into them and what they're doing and why, because that's what's so uncomfortable. You're like, why? What? What are they even doing? Why are they even doing it? Do it just fe- feels like what they're doing is elevating. I guess what I was saying. Like what it's do you starting think to reach doing? a fever pitch. Yeah. And where the fuck are they getting their money and shit? Like yeah. they bought a church. That was my question. Mm. What's going on, Brad? Are they funded by the government or something? The um. Kevin's dad is also funding them. Ooh. And the local casino. They own the local Whoa. casino. Whoa. <laughs> the casino, big casino is what funds the guilty remnant. I mean, what if yeah. one of them is the casino owner and he just went guilty rem? So this is a good time since we're talking about the guilty remnant to share this thing I got from HBO when the show came out. And if you watch on the uh on the screen here they basically sent me a digital picture frame with anim with an animated guilty remnant i mean and it's like a video it's of a it's a video remnant. yeah of the guilty remnant essentially just watching me and they're just like look smoke- there's a show the picture well, i'll show in a second hold on hold on what? i don't want to reveal it yet oh i, I thought it's to- gonna go away look it's going it'll away. come back though all right all right 
Why uh, isn't that always up in your house? It's, I think it will be now. <laughs> okay. But uh, essentially, it's uh, it's just kind of like a loop of of the guilty remnant of these guilty remnant girls. And I love that they got actors that kind of generally look like our favorite guilty remnant members, like Liv Tyler, and uh, either the leader or a little bit like. Do we our know why they're smoking leader. all the time? No, we don't know anything. Okay. Why okay, no okay. shit? But okay. uh, well, I'll show you when it comes back around. I should have just shown cool... you. But there's a fun thing that happens that was really terrifying when I saw it the first and time. And super unique and cool. But Steve, you didn't say what you thought about this episode. Um, I felt like I was like, damn, that last episode really kind of left us on a cliffhanger because I really just want to see what's going on with Matt and the and the guilty remnant. You know, like what what's yeah. what happens next? That's how, that's how I felt. It's like, yeah, hurry up and wait. It's, right. It's, is the Lindelof model. The Lindelof way. And then you don't see him again. And then you're like in this episode where we're kind of following Kev, uh, Kevin's son, who you learn is not his biological son. He's Lori's son. And there was another man. And his photo was behind the photo of Kevin and his son. And that the reason that, that he's that out Kevin doing that. holding them. up his son? That's Kevin holding up. Yeah. What's his name? Tom? Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. And uh, and so we got that and stuff. That's, that's what he says is his reason. Somebody asks him like why he's doing this or something like that, and he says, "Because my dad left, left me." Oh yeah. My dad abandoned me. Abandoned yeah. me. So it's also a driving character thing. Right. Um, we also found out that Kevin cheated on his wife. Yeah, that was a huge one. And that Nora's like, husband might be a bad boy because he cheated on her too. Well, that's the crazy thing is like, because. Ke- Kevin seems like... Oh, yeah, like... we found that out last episode, Nora's husband. Right. Right. Because Kevin's... Yeah. Uh, that was a huge moment, too, because he was just trying to hurt her, I Wait, guess. Wait, can or, we just take know. a second to acknowledge that scene? I was just... That is some of the best acting I've ever seen. The Nora's Nora delivery, but both of them were just like... That scene... Oh my god! Just so natural. The like, dialogue, we were really there. perfect. Yeah. Everything was perfect. I was just screaming at Steve, like, "Where is this actress right now? Here I forgot go. how good go. she is." Look, she holds up. Get it to expose, she my holds boy. Up a paper that says, "We are living reminders." We are living. Wait, reminders. hold it up. I'll speak it. Oh well, this is the other one. She's she holds. Oh up. no! Yeah, this she holds up a sign that says, "We are living reminders." And then so basically uh, the thing Steve got for people who are listening, it looks like a picture frame with a moving image. It's one of those digital picture frames. Exactly. Was that a fart? How many of those do you think they sent out? Maybe like 20. Well, what's really Really? cool about it? Should I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. What's really cool about it? It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. There's something really cool. (laughs) Something really cool. Happens. It basically on, like the picture frame. She yes. Hold, the, one of the, okay. she holds up a paper. I guess she has multiple different papers she holds up. But one of the times this woman holds up a paper, and this is like it feels like a forty minute video. It's so long. I can't see it. Hang I on, it it's about to... uh, so it's like this is great. Very for cool. Listeners, it's it not... needs its own um, video. Oh, feed. it does need yeah. its own little. <laughs> we'll do it next time. It's like um, it's not like a, it's not like a five minute thing. It's like long. I don't know if it's actually 40 minutes, but it feels like it. How many cigarettes do you think they went through? No, it's happening right now. So many. Oh, she's pulling it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if she just pulls out her boobs or something? (laughs) Gets real weird. And it says leftovers over her nipples. Read that, Brett. Stop wasting. Tilt it down. Just hold it still. Tilt it down, sure. 
Stop wasting your breath, Steve. Oh no. It literally <laughs> says Steve. That's not digital. That's like in it. Yeah. <laughs> I should just hang this somewhere in the house. Should that I? fuck you up when you first watch so it? It so fucked me up. Cause because also it comes in this like it came in this white case. Oh, that's that ring just light. like a really nice plastic white case. Yeah. And then you open it and in here it says HBO's The Leftovers. And then it, inside here is where that little picture frame was. So I was like, what the oh fuck is this? If I saw that, I'd be like, hey, don't send me stuff anymore. Dude, <laughs> I loved every second of it. Because remember in this episode, he gets that, uh, finally he gets a call from what he thought was Holy Wayne on his burner phone. But instead yeah. it was like a, you know, departure ad or something or like mm -hmm. a like a spam call which is another t example of the the wavering faith to me right um the uh the burner phone that i got from hbo basically called with that exact message right like right after the episode it just rang someday it rang like and day. then it, it was right after the episode it rang and then i answered it and it was like that same call that he got in the show insane they, i mean they really like got me like Dude, what an experience that like nobody else got yeah i think it got, nobody I, else watching this show i think got it went that. to like um movie review websites and like um review like critics and stuff well not everyone that's so gotten... rad yeah. that's so cool so much time consideration yeah. went into that yeah so, so much they had to hire a separate crew to do that dang yeah it's super rad dang. anyway um so a lot of stuff happens in this episode including what Alana's wearing on her forehead there, the uh, reveal of like another cult in the show. Well, I didn't totally get why they got activated to do that. Activated, huh? Like, what prompted them to put that, or what prompted him to put that on his head? Oh, and why was his the inverse of hers? So, um, I think, uh, well, th that I think is has less of a meaning. The well, I think it's pretty obvious. I think he just maybe oh, the inverse. The inverse thing, I I don't think has a meaning other than that's what he. I think they're that's just how he did it. They're just lazy about their. Uh, they're all Alana's kind of doing the her version. Yes, the, the Captain version. America shield. Okay. Um, but uh, but the reason is yeah. because he he was in the hospital with her and he ran away because the cops were going to come and they thought he might have been abusing her or whatever. And he wanted to come in and have there be no suspicion that he was the boyfriend coming back to the hospital. So he put one of those guys on and also in that cult, they don't wear shoes. So he took off his shoes and pretty much, you know, like when you see people in a, in a wild cult, you're like, oh, they're just crazy. And that's kind of how people yeah. were treating him. And he knew if he came back to the hospital like that, he he would likely not really be questioned. People wouldn't really think he was the boyfriend they would just think he was one of those crazy cult guys. Well, and he also said to her, because she was like, why are we doing this or whatever? And he said, it makes us invisible. Exactly my point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the cops aren't going to arrest him when he comes back in. He even talks to a police officer and they never question. I should know if something on that call like activated him to do that. No, I think he just like, mm. well, I mean, you know, it's interesting because there's so much cult stuff going on in the show. And it just, it's so interesting to see that like, you know, even the son joined a cult essentially, like with Holy Wayne. Mm -hmm. And so in Kevin's life, it's like his wife went to a cult, his son went to a cult, and then there's like and it's also two different cults. And then there's like the target headed people that are like another cult. 
And it's like, man, there's really like a lot of cults in this show. Like, well, I think the whole show is questioning a lot about belief. So right, right. it makes sense. And, you know, after something like that happening, I would expect a boom of cults. Too many cults. <laughs> Too many cults. Another interesting thing that happened in this episode or kind of a bombshell moment was Lori coming to Kevin and serving him divorce papers. Divorce papers, yeah. And that was a really emotional scene. Any comments, any thoughts? I mean, that was intense as fuck. It's a good scene. I mean, it was interesting that she's using Liv Tyler to read it because Liv Tyler can still speak within the cult. Right. I'm curious when that lapses and she can't speak anymore right she's still a baby cult the daughter it's their daughter then yeah the son is a different dad yes yeah okay oh what a moment with the daughter and the mom the acting in this show and the emotional like how they explore character and their emotional experience is pristine and you could tell that Lori was like gutted to see her daughter Mm -hmm. and and it's tough when she threw the lighter and the yeah, in the drain. My God. Drain. So heartless and just like, damn, what is this cult, man? Yeah. It like just took everything from her, it seems well, like. Well, she just made Liv Tyler give up all of her worldly possessions. I know, yeah. She had to show her that she was willing to do the same, but I like that she went back for it at the end. Yeah. And the lighter says. But she never got it. She couldn't reach it. Yeah. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. Oh. And by oh. the way, Brett, HBO sent me that too. They Where sent- is it? Brie Bree wanted it, so I gave it oh, to okay. Brie. I and hope she still has it. Brie will never forget him. I hope Brie will never forget <laughs> the leftovers. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, I'm grabbing my computer. Go ahead, grab what you need. Um, but yeah, that moment was such an emotional one, especially when the, when their daughter comes in and sees that, and then, and man, it's so frustrating to watch Kevin interact with his daughter. Because you know there are moments where she clearly is like opening up to him and. And she had that moment with the the baby Jesus doll where she realized that it was truly fucked up for her to, like, try to destroy that thing, especially after her friend was like, hey, like, your dad's really, like, looking for that. And it's really fucked up. I liked but, her reaction when the two, when the Prius twins dropped it off. Yeah. The the Prius Prius oh, you found it. <laughs> the Winklevosses, or what was it? Who were yeah. The, yeah. Well, uh, they invented Facebook. Yes. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, the dad just stays in his masculine police captain zone. It's so frustrating because, mm-hmm. you know, from an outside perspective, you're like, man, the only, the way that you're going to get through to your daughter is to talk to her like a human and not like, uh, like a child, essentially. You have to, like, you know, right? Like, that's the answer there. And he's just, you know, she opens up. She's like, what was that conversation with mom about? And he's like, uh, I'm a man. I'm closing up. I yeah. can't talk about this. And then that's why and then he pushes her further away because of that. But what's great is like you can see that she is a part of him because she that's her way of coping as right. well. Right. And it's just like a rare moment that she gently kind of sort of one percent one toe in tries to open up to him. Right. And he just goes to chief of police zone and bye bye. Brett, what's it like when you need to talk to your daughter? <laughs> well, you know, I sit her down and uh, try to just kind of get to her level, talk to her about Roblox. How old is she again? Hmm? 25. Oh, okay. 27 years old. <laughs> oh, sorry. Steve, I'm off. Me. Well, we met two years ago, so. <laughs> yeah, I had her when I was 10. <laughs> She's the light of my life. 
Great. Um, so happy. <laughs> so I don't know. What else happens in this episode? I guess, uh, oh, the guilty remnant breaks into people's homes. and Well, two things. The guilty remnant breaks into people's homes and he arrests them even though he's not it's not warranted yeah do you think that's gonna you think that's gonna bite him in the ass yes i think that's yeah you gotta keep that moral high ground people it's so cringy when like because he's you can tell that like the allure of a hot cop really goes away once he's like he tries to like talk to people excuse me you're not speaking for me <laughs> but like yeah, i was gonna say hot cops hot cops but you this know? is the thing it's like we're learning that he's obviously a good person with who makes mistakes and um you know he loves his family and you know it's interesting that he threw the like we 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 said our vows you know to her when he was the one that cheated on her on her yeah and um you know he just he's just a really flawed character but it's so cringy when when he's well, he said i cheated on my wife but we don't know if that was his only wife that's true yeah but i'm betting so the way um, he said it but the point i'm trying to make is is like there was that moment in the episode where the mayor is like look find the fucking or replace the fucking baby jesus and yeah. you'll and the town will think you're a hero not just replace or like the you need Jesus. A, you need a win pretend you found the jesus yeah yeah we'll replace the jesus go buy a new one whatever but the point i'm trying to make is, is not about that whole thing it's that she was like yeah you need a you need a win right now because people are like you know he he fucked up at the guilty remnant or the thing with the guilty remnant and then you know whatever um and so he, he like shows up to this fucking dance and and then goes up on stage and he's got this big goofy smile on his face and the mayor's all fucking proud of him and he's like uh, I found the baby Jesus and the crowd's just like <coughs> like two people clapping. Do you think that what, he's just I love like, that he goes to put it up and Chris Wack, Christopher Eccleston is there. Oh like yeah, superior baby Jesus. Yeah, that's the other great part because you hadn't seen him since he got that fucking. You know what is it, one hundred sixty thousand or something, one hundred sixty thousand dollars? Yeah, and it's but like, he's like I had an extra. Right. I put it out at his own church, but Down now he doesn't to, have his church. Right. Down but to one forty also because he put twenty thousand back. Thank you, Lana, for counting, keeping track. Uh, right down. Um, but I love that we see him, and you're like, "What the fuck, dude? What happened since the last episode? And is this even like?" In chronological, yeah, chronological order, knows. like, like, you know, what what timeline are we? Is this a I flash like forward? Is. He had to make his peace with losing his church, and well, plus, did he have the scars still? I'm sure he did. That's my question. I don't, oh, I didn't it was look, so dark. It's, like, it's all think... of a sudden it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas, oh right. Yeah. So you assume it's also. The so I feel like Christmas. we skipped ahead a little bit. Right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, yeah, maybe not. We, I think we skipped ahead. Yeah, maybe I, it's been Christmas. I'm unsure. No, yeah, no, maybe no. maybe the whole show is Christmas. We skipped ahead at least, I would say, at least a, a couple of months. I don't think it was fall before. I think it was more like maybe the s- September, start of fall, August. Um, I don't know, but it was it was great to see him for a second. And then, uh, but yeah, I just think it's so funny that Kevin's just this like, the town probably just looks at him like this fucking doofus. Well, I have a question yeah. because is is the count the the count is the town just upset at him because of what happened at the the big at the at the, the unveiling thing. of the statue yeah. yeah because that 
is the mayor's fault. Well, I yes, but but that's the point is that he takes the heat for the mayor basically. Right. But did that did, was, was the town already upset at him before that, or I, was that the I, reason the I town's think upset it's at like him? Like the town, the town. Ta- I'm not sure yet, and I don't know how much of this is just me remembering the show, but I think it's just that since he's the son of the chief of police that went crazy. Yeah. There's already like a, there's already like a thing like and, and he's weird and a doofus and like you know so it's like he's I, nerdy hot I think they just make fun of him behind his back pretty much and I think yeah. and I think even his like police crew does I don't think too. his nerdiness is that big of a deal this is a small town I think everybody's pretty nerdy in their own zones right but he's like I mean if he represents like super nerdy then Nora is like the coolest person on the planet essentially yeah, I think that's accurate and and so there's a spectrum that we're seeing in the show of people that are like self-aware and then kind of like not yeah and, sure and um it really seems like Kevin's just this kind of like gentle doofus that's just kind of like loves his family and means well but he's also trying to keep his shit together and dealing with all the shit that's happened to him and his fucking he doesn't know where his son is he can't reach him his fucking phone's disconnected his he can't he can't he has no handle on his daughter whatsoever he's got a handle on shit and then he has a handle on shit and And that's his struggle and it sucks to watch it happen because you feel so bad for him and he's a control person if you're the chief of police control is important to you if you're a hot cop (laughs) (laughs) wait i have another he relied too much on his hots go ahead go ahead (laughs) i also really love the way they had him carrying the baby they never had him hold it like if you're given a baby doll (laughs) most of the time you hold it like a baby to some degree like it's just it's weird that that's instinct but it just is like at least you have a holding that way he's only parent thing or maybe or or also a parent thing but yeah i think yeah the people I know who aren't parents, I've had that experience, but not to speak for everyone. But anyway, he holds it like like a file. He holds it the least like a baby ever. And I think that, again, really exemplifies the theme of is something sacred or does it totally not matter? Are things oh, I just thought you were re- saying he was holding it like properly. No, he was not. He was holding oh, it okay, like... Okay. He, like holding it by the That's side, not a parent thing. letting it hold down the, by the side of him, or uh, I also loved. No, that... I'm saying I'm saying what's normal is people tend when you get when you're given a little baby doll and you have to like carry it somewhere. People usually hold it to some degree, like a real, like baby. a real baby, like not necessarily cradling it, but, but like hold but it. People toward... don't hold it by the leg. Yeah, like know? you hold it toward your <laughs> yeah, chest yeah. or something. Yeah. Like you well, don't just like swing it around like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, I you think don't it's... sack it. I think it's his masculinity again. Like, well, I think he's it's making a really strong point about that character that he's really disassociated yeah, with yeah. the importance of this, which I think is totally representing what what appears to be the theme to me, that he's choosing that these actions, these things, the idea that people vanished is not sacred. It's just a thing that happened. He's like yeah, totally he, disassociating right. faith or anything right. to do with what happened and just like, it's just a thing that happened. Let's move on. Yeah, like he's the only character in the show seemingly that's just like, can, I don't we, about the can only. we just move on? Sure. I it's don't think seemingly, he's the only, but seemingly. he's our strongest representation of that. And I guess thought, it's like, I, I guess he's the representation of like burying your feelings. That also, yeah, yeah certainly. But I love that moment when he, uh, when he meets Nora in the, in the dance at the school dance. And he's like, she's like, oh, what's with the, uh, what's with the baby? And he's like, oh, it's, 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 it's not real. It's like, <laughs> you yeah. fucking doofus. He's such a dork. And she's it like, was like, I can a, see that. It was like they were 
pretending to be high schoolers. Yes, <laughs> which is so beautiful. It was so well done in that way. I love it. Because even just being, I mean, she's in the mindset of being in high school. She's sitting at her locker and she's thinking about the husband she met in high school who cheated on her. And just being at your high school sets you in that mental state. It totally does. You guys visited your high school like years later? No. I have. And it totally does that. I just love how much of a badass she is already and how you're just like, she's just a manic pixie dream girl. No, I don't even see her as a manic pixie at all. I think she, the reason I love her is because she doesn't fit that archetype. The reason why I she's see better. her as manic pixie, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that because she's like- She's just not your average person. She's not at the dance and she's like sitting on the ground and she's eh, like, might as true. well be smoking a cigarette. Well, she's at the dance though. Like most yeah, of she's got the attributes. Yeah, but she's definitely more in depth and she's not truly that type of archetype. But. I don't think she acts very manic. I don't think she we'll acts see, very we'll pixie. We'll I see. think she just does what she wants and that's great. All right. Um, okay, so final thoughts on the episode, everybody? And then we can move on to clips? Yes, final thoughts. You go first, Brett. Yes, clips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steve, you got final duties. <laughs> I loved it. I love what's going on. What the hell is the guilty remnant up to? Why are they taking photos of people from their homes? But I'm sure we'll taking talk- Taking the photos from their homes, not taking photos of them from their homes. Well, I guess, it, it, whatever. It's still the same, it's the same difference. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk a lot about this with the emails and stuff, because I'm sure people will bring up a lot of interesting points and such. And it, it's so funny how on this show, basically the emails is just a rehash of everything we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's such a, but you know, it's interesting. Sometimes we catch it things. It always fills in blanks. It fills in yeah. blanks. And sometimes we catch things we didn't catch. And then we, and then we start to talk about things we didn't get a chance to talk about. Oh, one thing I want to talk about the really quick. Not yet. What's at that? Home. Oh, what, what'd you say? I said, so for the people at home, don't tune out yet. Don't tune out yet. Uh, still value. One closing thing I want to say about the episode is I loved the uh, the guy with his dick out fight. <gasps> Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I we mean, could do a visual clip, that'd be Even it. though it was disturbing <laughs> and, like, really strange and fucked up, it's like this – all I could think about was, like, this actor is just, like, dick out, like, harassing this girl – and he has to pretend to be fighting her. And what's happening in between takes with all these people? Is he like, <clears throat> <laughs> man, it's so cold in here. I'm glad I got this robe. He's I feel just... like it's probably like you got to own it. Everybody's probably really like supportive. I mean, but it's not I even about. I, I just it. think it's so funny to think about this. Oh, yeah. The, the fight scene with this guy's junk. It's like if you're the other guy, are you like, man, I. The like other he, guy, I think, was worried balls, the whole time like, that I, he was going to sting him in the balls because he puts his knee between that guy's legs. <laughs> sting him in the balls. Is it more awkward for him or the guy in Watchmen? That's a great him. question. Definitely more awkward for him, I think. Nah, okay. not awkward, just more pointed Ar out. Awkward's an appropriate word. Something to think yeah. about. All wait, right. wait, my Closing final thoughts. Alana. I have a final yeah. thought. Yeah. It left me with the thoughts, so I'm going to leave us with the thoughts. Does it matter what or who a thing is or how or like a, who a person is to you or what this thing is to you that feels sacred or is it just about what it meant to you? Like does the thing even matter or is it just your feelings toward it that matter? Because I feel like that's what the episode wanted you to question. So I'm leaving that. Wow, damn. Like is can something just be a placeholder Brett, for your feelings? too heavy for us. Well, you asked me to take <laughs> notes. I'm like, is really elevated. If this I know is your show now. This is this no, is how I'm, I did I'm not film criticizing school. Criticizing <laughs> you, I'm just like you. You turn this into like a like a 
lecture hall well, like in a good way. I respond to the tone. So if you want me to switch back to OG tone, I'll switch. Well, you're just going to make me feel stupid because no. because it's like really one of those. It's like you've turned this podcast into one of those poetry classes. Well, I where they like read that the shit. Po- they Deal read the poem and then they go, what do you think the poem was about? And it's like, I. I don't know, sticks? Well, I think that's what discussing sticks? films is about. Is about. I think it's about sticks. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's about no, sticks, no, right? I, I am not criticizing you. I love it. It's such a wonderful- You're welcome to criticize us what this is about. Well, no, but i just trying to make it clear that I'm not criticizing you. It's just, it's. I love this element to the show because it's truly- well, thanks. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful perspective to to really just get those those themes. And let's it. let's have some tweets. Tell me if it's too much. I'll pull it back. No, no, don't you dare change for anything. Save it for your the poet and the dummy podcast. Yeah, the poet and the the <laughs> the poet and the loser. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, let's move on to some clips. Clips, clips. Time for some clips. All right. So, <laughs> were you expecting more from that? Now that we have video, y'all can see us dance whenever that song comes on. Brett, were you expecting the burp at the end? Why didn't you tell JJ Abrams about it, you dumbass? I couldn't remember how that one ended. Uh. I like the little honk. Me too. Okay, so Brett, Brad, <laughs> do you want to set up these first couple of clips, or do you want? Should we just play them? I think we can just play them. Great. This first, first one's one called "Poof." Amber here. She poofed. <laughs> Fantastic. Amber here. She poofed. <laughs> yeah, that's and that one. I love that. After he said that. Uh, Christopher Eccleston's character was like departed yeah (laughs) I was meditating earlier and Steve poofed and then he started he started did you did you you yes and then he started laughing at himself but he was trying to hold it back so it's just like (laughs) it was a wonderful moment because it was earlier and Alana was like I think I'm gonna meditate and maybe fall asleep and I was like okay so I like we like it was totally silent in here and then the the blinds were closed. And it was nice and nice and dark, and and it and it'd been and Steve, like it was such well, a good fart. Like, it was like <laughs> it had been like fifteen minutes though. Yeah, so you didn't know if I was still conscious. Well, I got up, but I was. I got up as quietly as I could, and then I went. Purse. No, it was like really whatever the like, fart was. It was a big fart. It wasn't big, but the sound was like cartoon. But this was the like, this was the series of events. Imagine silence, and then. And then, and then after the, after the, right after the fart, a little bit of silence. And then, and then I went like trying to hold back laughter, <laughs> like a child, because the whole scenario was so hilarious to me. Cause did you like, see my face in the middle of someone fucking meditating? I just fucking drop a damn fart. I try. I started smiling and I was well, like, I looked at you and it my looked thoughts like you were, were smiling, catching, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was like losing my meditation. I was going to block that stuff out, Alana. I, I know <laughs> I was a great focus for meditation. Great ch- Alana's great a, experience uh, and focus. Alana's a great companion <laughs> for me because all my farts are either met with a laugh or a funny look. And that's all I want. Oh, from, thanks. From a companion. Same to you. Okay, so High next five. clip is called Birds. Birds. <laughs> 
Get down to pit four. There's fucking birds on the table. <laughs> Brett, this is such a good clip. Let's hear it. Get down to pit four. There's fucking birds on the table. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good, Brett. I'm so excited for these. Nice work, buddy. I'm proud of you, Brett. You hear me? You hear me? I, you know, <laughs> I, I've i been more excited to pull clips for this show than any other show we've done. Get down to pit four. There's fucking birds on the table. All right. The next clip is called Punch. The People truth. need to punch you in the face. I didn't say it was easy to hear. <laughs> that was from us, right? That was yeah. our request. Because he was like, it was our bit, request. It sounds so. It's funny how he says. Uh, wait, play people it again. People needed to hear well, it because because he says before that he says people need to heal or something. People need to know the truth. Well, people need something to know like the that. truth. And she said, people need to punch you in the face. People the need to punch you in the face. I didn't say it was easy to hear. <laughs> Yeah, I like that you left him in there. He sounds like a Muppet for sure in his response. This next clip is called Player. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We got a player here. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what he's at the fucking poker team or the roulette team? Casino, (laughs) yeah. Oh, shit. That was such a genius clip. Man. Brett, you're right. Killer clip choice. <laughs> that that that's totally one of those moments. Steve and I only got like two clips. We were so invested, we weren't hearing them. Well, the thing is, is like that's such a lost clip moment. Yeah, there's a few. Lindelof has got those like wild characters. Yeah, he really likes that. For comes swinging reason. from the top rope. Why does he like that so much? It's memorable. It's it's impactful because you like immediately hate that guy yeah all right next clip is called library i take it you don't give a shit about the new library (laughs) (laughs) all right next clip is called jesus jill did you steal the baby jesus (laughs) jill hey did you steal the baby jesus next clip is called white what how do you spell that? A F O R D A, baby boy, 20 inches. The white one. Obviously, the fucking white one, Marlene Fuck. <laughs> Goodbye. I wanted that clip. I was so glad. Obviously, Obviously the fucking, fucking white, white one, one, Marlene. God, everybody's so good in this show. And it's like Watchmen level jokes, too. Remember how Watchmen had like fun jokes like that? Like from yeah, Lori, this, the mayor is. I feel like she's gonna be a, a real goldmine. Oh, she's yeah. a great. She's great. Okay, Everyone's next. So fucking good. In and this. this final clip is called "GF Ourselves." Go fuck ourselves. 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 We need to chant it. Fuck ourselves. Go fuck ourselves. Dude, it tethers for so long. Yeah. On at the end. Wonderful clips. When I was pulling it, it just never ended. That should be a part of one of the Go themes for ourselves. this. Go, Go fuck, fuck ourselves. ourselves. Go, Go fuck, fuck ourselves. ourselves. Go fuck. All right. 
nice clips, Brett. Great job pulling those clips. I'm proud of you. I feel like we're doing good so far. Very Me good. too. All right, let's get into those emails. <laughs> Light them up. By the way, if there's any mm-hmm. of you out there who are musically talented or editing talented or even aren't any of those things, we could really use a new clips theme, emails theme. Yeah, boy. That won't get hit with content ID. That won't get hit with content ID and maybe features some of the clips we've already pulled. Yes. So make a new one if you if you feel like it. I don't know. It could be fun. Jabita. First email comes from Zach Rorda saying markers. Pens. Pencils. Culty Carol Baskins lady keeps writing on her yellow legal pad with a dry erase whiteboard marker. Do you know how expensive those babies are? Well, apparently they got dough with that church pie. There yeah, has- that's 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 a, a subtle nod to the fact that they're rich. Yeah, I guess so. There has to be more than enough writing utensils actually meant for paper amongst the guilty remnant. The deprived teacher side of me is writhing to scold kids for things like this. Ain't no markers on Google Meets. Show seems great so far and I'm hooked. Never watched it before, but here I am, respecting the format at all as always. Cheers, Zach. I like the Carol Baskin connection. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, Zach. This next email comes from Tommy Richard Grayson. And he says, familiar hugs. Hey, everybody. So while I was watching the first two episodes of The Leftovers last Sunday, I swore on my life I had seen Holy Wayne in something else but couldn't put my fingy in it. (laughs) So I looked him up and looked at his filmography and got nothing. And then I looked a little deeper. Turn out. He had a small role in the back half of Christopher Eccleston's season of Doctor Who. He played one of the contestants on the messed up future version of Weakest Link in which you get incinerated if you're the weakest link. I thought it was an interesting piece of connective tissue seeing that Chrissy Eccles is also in Leftovers. Anyways, I've been listening since the beginning of Lost and I actually kind of liked the infamous commentarium era of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is well, that? Thank you, Tommy. The one where we watched movies, essentially. Oh. I love that he's calling it the commentarium because you, it's a, it's for a refined palate. <laughs> it's the Criterion Channel of the first Yikes. time show. The what? It's the Criterion Channel of the first yeah. time show. Hey guys, I hope you're all alive and well. Daniela C says who in the subject line says, I have already disrespected the format. (gasps) I hope you're all alive and well. (laughs) I binge (laughs) listened the first time show Lost and Watchmen, not that crap in between. Now I really should skip the email. And I was hoping (laughs) you'd do The Leftovers as it is my favorite show ever. Wow, really? That's a depressing little bit. 
But it took you guys too long, so I've already disrespected the format and finished a rewatch last week. Wow. Oh. I first watched the show after trying to find a replacement for Lost, which I watched a couple of years ago. It did not disappoint. I hope this isn't a spoiler, but <gasps> season one is my least favorite. Really? The teenagery stuff is not my thing. For the first timers, it gets much better in season two and three. Damn, this girl gets deep. That's he- good to hear. And here's so a list. I'm of, in. Here's a list of things that we should talk about. Apparently, ranked number one, Justin Thoreau's abs. Yeah. For some reason, it, hot cop. Hot cop. Hot you cop. talking hot cop? We're hot talking cop hot gets cops. hotter. I think we see more uh, of his bod, don't we? Hot cop it. Apparently, number four is Kevin is like a slightly better adjusted Jack, or maybe Jack. Yeah. If his dad wasn't I was thinking of like lost analogs for all the characters. Oh, that's fun. Like definitely Matt is Locke. And we could say Nora is Kate. Yeah. Who's Hurley though? The twins? Who's drunk now? (laughs) (laughs) The twins and... uh, No, the the, the twins are Hurley and... And Charlie um, combined. Who? Hurley and Charlie combined. Yeah. Um, And I feel like... uh, mm. Maybe yes. Who would Desmond be? I guess we haven't met him yet. We haven't met him yet. Okay. Uh, Matt is similar to Locke. The, th- the third episode of Leftovers is like walkabout for me. That's something we also similarly connected. How has Brett watched shit like Kaboom but hadn't watched Lost or The Leftovers? It's a great question. Why <laughs> Steve's such a good friend? He's trying to fix that. I'm just trying to get my friends to watch cool shit. And then Brett's trying to. Then Brett shows us society. I, I watch a lot. I watch more movies than shows. That's why I liked Society. By the way, it's. I mean, it. It's hard to say you like Society. It's an experience more than a movie. Yeah. I hope the Departed come back, so then you can use Waltz. They brought the Departed back, but they haven't said anything since they came back. <gasps> Thanks for hours of thanks for the hours of entertainment. I'm super excited for this new season. Cheers from Australia. Hashtag Alana is better is a better Owen. Oh. Hashtag Brett still a maybe. <laughs> Just kidding, you guys are all great. P.S. Aww. Sorry for the grammar mistakes. English is not my first language. Unfortunately, I don't have a cool accent like Saeed. <laughs> and P.S. Two. I love you guys. Are still using the lost songs for clips and emails? Keep them, please. Aww. Yeah, we won't be able to keep that up. Oh no, Alana! I can't wait till we convince Steve to go back through Lost again. I Owen came by uh, and uh, and down on from the balcony so I could give him his despecialized Star Wars. I got he did a Romeo and Juliet, and I I took my iPhone charger. And and a and a a, wood, um, a Whole Foods bag, and I put the uh-huh. I put the Blu-rays in the Whole Foods bag, and then I took the iPhone charger and made like a little rope. You lowered rope it. pulley and lowered it. <laughs> I told you to do that. I was like, Steve, well, I did it. I did it before Joe came. I was by. like, Steve, just get a dang pulley system. Anyway, it's about time. Was he excited? But uh, I, Owen and I were chatting, and then I was like. Uh, he was like, I guess I'll watch Leftovers with you guys because I haven't seen it since I watched it. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And I was like, uh, you think you might want to pop in for a couple episodes or something? And he's like, eh, well, you know. That's a yes. And then I was like, 
could tell could, him don't quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> quit playing games. And then I was like, uh, it'll it'll get you back in the mood for when we do Lost again. And then he got into his car and peeled out. <laughs> then he got into his car and drove directly into traffic. <laughs> I think uh, COVID is He drove getting... into a brick wall. Uh, <laughs> that next... boredom is getting to Owen. He's going to join us. This next uh, email, it comes from Zhang Jingmeng Haiking Chai. And it's called Leftovers, episode three and four. I am upset. Hey, Alana, Brett, and Steve. Yes. Episode... Hi. Hi. Episode three was very upsetting to me. They did my baby boy, Matt, dirty. He was simping hard for the church and couldn't catch a damn break. I mean, he looks like a villain in every movie, but he seems like a good dude. Imagine being a good dude and a priest and not getting raptured. I would have broke long ago. Yeah. Speaking of baby boy, episode four, man, fuck them kids. Most of them teens in this show drive me insane. Jill was all like, fuck you guys, bitch. The Viking send-off was your idea. Then Christine being all, say it's not my fault, fuck out of here. Honestly, only the twins are lovable. They were spitting that hot fire in the car, M&M and Oh, M. yeah, I almost pulled that. <laughs> <laughs> also, after watching Watchmen, that dick scene was pretty underwhelming, not going to lie. <laughs> Agreed. But I've been told size doesn't matter, so we'll let that slip. I remember why I didn't continue watching this series now. It was very depressing. But I'll soldier on for the format. I am right with what's her name, Christine? No, this. Oh, this is the name this that is was hard to pronounce. I am right with you. Um, I'm gonna go watch some cartoons now to ease the pain. Love, yes. Max. P.S. I have a theory that everyone didn't get raptured, but was actually sent to a different dimension, kind of like the Upside Down in Stranger Things. And Hot Cop's dad can actually talk to them. Just a thought. Also, that Holy Wayne is God, and his Asian mixed baby is the new Jesus. This will be inclusion at its finest. I am loving theories of what happened. Me too. I think we need to encourage. Let's have more. That's what theories. these are for, I believe. Yeah, please. Let's get more TRS. Jay Brown sends an email saying exclusive, exclusive leftovers interview plus location info, BBs. Hello, first-timers. So excited to be back on the island with the OG first-time gang plus the magical Alana. Oh, thanks. I am a certified Lost fanatic, a CLF, and I watched The Leftovers a few years ago. Couldn't decide if I loved it or hated it, so I'm happy to go along for this ride. I'll have you know that the town show in much of the first season is actually my hometown of Hastings on Hudson, New York. Dang! Hastings is a lee town about 30 minutes outside of New York City, right along the Hudson River, a.k.a. the river where Sully did a loop-de-loop after he found his bird. What the fuck? Who's that? Oh, oh. Is that a Lost reference? Who's Sully? Yeah. Is that the dad? Where he lives? I don't know. Damn, I, I went over my head. This town has also been featured in the HBO series Leal Girls. And another series starring Sarah Jessica Parker that I cannot remember the name of. The divorce one? If it's if it's HBO, it's the divorce one. If I ever do a Leftovers filming locations tour, I'd be happy to point you in the direction of some spots in and around Hastings where you can get a nice bowl of Mama's Spagooch. I'm never going. <laughs> this is the scene where someone was incredibly depressed and almost killed themselves. This is the place where that girl almost killed herself. 
This is that house where that person was depressed. Something that always occupied my mind during my first watch was, what the heck would I even do if I was left behind? And so I posed the question to the three of you. How do you think each of you would have handled the event? How about one day out? Well, how about one day out compared to ten years down the line? A one day out, you're not you're, you're not handling mess. the event. You're yeah. just handling trauma. You're it's just mess. the same as any trauma. You're also probably waiting for, you know, to know it if to it's fix really itself or to get more yeah. information. Yeah. Ten years out, you've made your peace with the. Ten years out, you've made reality your decision right. By yeah, and yeah, day yeah. two, you're like hoping the president or the government comes online and and you're hoping the scientist comes online and says what happened. Well, not the government. I'm How's the of, government gonna know? Well, this was this was before the bad government. This, I think this has always been true. Government doesn't deal with scientific well, shifts the in Obama the atmosphere. Administration would have been would have handled it in at least a empathetic way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not looking for empathy. You want your baby back. Sure. Day two. Or answers. You don't want someone to be like, oh, so about sweet of you. I want my baby back, baby back. I am one of those people that likes to watch the behind the scenes stuff surrounding shows and movies. So after watching a few episodes, episodes of The Leftovers, I searched for a few interviews discussing its creation. I caught a short interview with Damon Lindelof where he discusses the complex inspiration behind the premise of the show. Oh, I can't wait. He mentioned a vaudeville-style program he saw that inspired his creative thinking of the topic. I happened to find a clip of the interview. Enjoy. (gasps) Thank you for watching Only Good Shows minus Castle Flop, and I can't wait to stick around for all the episodes to come. Joy. All right, let's listen to this interview. Yay, thank you for that? that message. Brett, you excited about this? Can't wait. It's a Damon Lindelof (laughs) Leftovers interview. Here we go. And I remember feeling very self-conscious and very aware of how everybody else was processing it versus how I was processing it. And then I was like, cool, man. My time here is done. Are you guys hearing anything? And then I look up into the sky and I shoot up into the sky. Ah, shit. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, Brett. Brett, you couldn't hear it that whole time? Oh, no, it's, so you know, it's a Steve podcast, so you never know if the silence <laughs> is intentional or not. I, I 100% relate. That's the name of my biography. The silence is intentional. Or not. Okay, here we go. Here, here it is again for Brett. And I remember feeling very self-conscious and very aware of how everybody else was processing it versus what, how I was processing it. I do. Yeah. And then I was like, cool, man. My time here is done. <laughs> and then I look up into the sky and I shoot up into the sky as fast as possible. Like yeah. this like is a, the end? Yeah, like almost like this is the end. But but I and I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do? What would you do? Would what you... would be like I'm not, no more jokes. Okay. No jokes. No bits. What would no bits? What would your course of action <laughs> From the moment I disappear up into space, <laughs> what so would it be? The mo- so the we're starting it from you disappearing. Yes, we're not like starting you just it from watched. My time here is done. Because if no. you looked yeah, in yeah, the yeah, eyes yeah. and said, "My time here is done," and you started motion, <laughs> I didn't space, even do that. No I didn't Superman. even motion. Okay. No Superman. Hands. I'm saying, should just we have up. started from there? I would have tried to grab a shoelace or something and went God with, me. with you. Wow, what a clip. Is that table talk? Yeah, like from way back. Wow. Me asking Mike what he would do if I shot up into space. Steve asked me Did he me ever that. answer? Yeah, he said he'd get a burrito and then go home. <laughs> what else can you do? Um, Beto Guevara. I think this is the guy that creeped us out with all the 
Liv Tyler stuff. When last Liv Tyler time. came on screen, oh, the first thing I thought was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so nervous of what he's going to say. Beto Guevara says, definitely shorter notes from The Leftovers, episodes 103 and 104. Hello, boys and gals and possible guest. First of all, I'm too lazy to com- for conflict, so I want no beef with Dan's thoughts. I just wanted to add my grain of sand to this great show. I hope Dan comes around. He said he'd do it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here are we my got notes. Beto now. What's that? We got this guy now. Yeah, we got Beto now. Yeah. Beto. Anyway, here are my notes for the next two episodes of Michael Jordan's The Leftover Dance. Yeah. 103. They make this. What a good couple episodes, right? They make this seem very nice with the lightning and the music, but having your child baptized behind your wife's back is hella shady. Yeah. Not if he's right. Well, gotta say, it's kind of hard making funny notes with this paralyzed lady bringing down the mood. (laughs) It's so so true. There is hand cream in two out of the first three episodes. Is this like the egg situation in Watchmen? What do you think, Owen? Or is Brett the one that's still here? Still can't tell their voices apart. (laughs) Watch the video. One of us is, is still on the podcast. Just kidding, Brett. I love that you are on the show and Owen can suck a cigarette. I think Matt needs a Holy Wayne hug. So let me get this straight. The Guilty Remnant people have no jobs since all they do all day is creep on people, but they have money to buy a whole cul-de-sac worth of houses. Then they buy a church worth $135,000. Am I missing something? Do they sell drugs? Do they traffic people? I know they're res- I know they're sponsored by Sharpie, but that can't be enough, right? Well, we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Maybe show. they're trafficking the Asian girls for the hugger. Ooh, they're working with Holy Wayne. It's wild how Matt is at times crazy, a dick, violent, caring, desperate, thoughtful, very sad, super happy, and more in just one episode. I love it. All the crazy shit he does, he does it because he thinks it's the right thing to do. You can't help but feel for him because of what life has thrown his way. Eccleston's portrayal is flawless the whole way through. I wish we had more Doctor Who seasons from him. Amen, my friend. I didn't know he did Doctor Who. Now I can't he wait. He did one fucking He did the season. first one. The first of the re- reboot of Doctor Who. I've only seen the Lady oh, Doctor Who. Watch the it. new Lady Doctor we're Who. We're going to watch it. Something all. happened where he was like... The, he felt like the crew was getting mistreated or something. Yeah, I heard there was oh, some controversies. Yeah. Oh, that's the best way to stop a series ever. Best reason ever. All right, notes on 104. Patty goes as close as she can to laughing when Kevin offers her a glass of drain cleaner. This lady's up to something. Oh, yeah, I did like that she kind of like chuckled. I oh. thought she laughed more when he was arresting her. Oh, wow. I did not remember Mike Falzone being in the show naked, crazy, and speaking in tongues. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, but there he was. Jill, did you steal the baby Jesus? <laughs> Sound alert. The white one. Obviously the fucking white one. We got it. What? How do you spell that? Miss Mayor, hear me out, though. This is a small town. Everyone knew about the Baby Jesus doll before noon. If the chief of police goes out and buys the same doll and then lies about it, people are going to know. It's a good thing Kevin had a weird change of heart, 
But this was a very bad plan by Mrs. Mayer. She's always had some, I mean, she's been making bad plans the whole time. She's doing her best. She's just trying to manage. And here I thought people situation. in political roles were supposed to be smart. Squint, 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 squint. Thou shalt not take the name of thy Lord in vain, for he shall fuck up the brakes on your Dodge Charger and scare the crap out of you. Oh, he thinks someone fucked the brakes? Well, remember, remember when Remember all Kevin's... the power went out? Yeah, that yeah. wasn't the brakes. That was like a weird-ass thing. Well, it was the thing. brakes first, and then it was like... No, everything froze. It wasn't just the brakes. Nothing worked. You saw his dash went to zero. Yeah, but I thought that was after the brakes thing. Yeah, but if, if someone cuts your brakes and then everything goes to zero, your brakes aren't the one problem. Right, right. He's just talking about the brakes I think there's a specifics. I think it was is more meant to be like a divine intervention of something happened jill decides not to burn the doll jesus christ the doll who lived <laughs> yeah except he throws it out his car window and leaves it on the side of the road at the end steve who said it i have live? expected the deer to come, like to walk by oh or something or the dog killer guy to shoot it just shoot it in the head as it's in the air sound clip go fuck ourselves go fuck ourselves go fuck ourselves Go fuck yourself. Kevin is trying to be a nice host. Putting snacks and shit is hella cute. He's a nerd. Very cute. This Dr. Manhattan origin story with Tom from Kaboom sucks. <laughs> I, did did yep. you hear people say that they had would have loved it if Justin Thoreau was Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen? A lot of people theorized it, it would have been because of Leftovers. Any thoughts? I don't think so. I think that guy, the guy was great. The, he nailed it for sure, but it would have been interesting and fun to see Justin Thoreau because I just love him. Do you think the design for this came from his love of Watchmen? Interesting. Maybe. Hmm. When I say this, I mean She's the, pointing to the, the cult target symbol thing she po- she on painted foreheads. Yeah. Um, Nora is just the fucking best, dude. Although it's sad how she just tries to have a normal conversation with someone, but all Kevin sees at first is her departed husband and children, like a mask. That's why he was so awkward about it when he was. And I love the acting in that moment, man. Yes. It was so good when she was like, when she's when she was talking to him, and then he finally realizes who she is, and that's why he goes, "Oh," and she's like, "What?" And then he's like, eh, uh, uh, "Um, I- fantastic." Like, cause you know, he's like, well, you're the girl who lost your whole family, but then he's like, I'm sorry about your family. And then she's like, oh, great. Everybody bring, I mean, she's probably just used to it. It sucks, but she's probably used to everybody being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. She lost her whole family. That's so fucked up. But in that moment, she felt comfortable enough for them to tell him that. But you could see it in her face that she was like, "Uh, right. Now that we know Patty's plan, did she make Lori do the whole divorce thing right before just to have Kevin all pissed off? Evil genius, that twat. Before what? When, before I don't the this, this consecutive. I guess we're talking. He's talking about when the guilty remnant stole people's photos. Was the divorce before the dance? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so yeah. Okay. I uh, don't think I don't think Patty had to do with it. Personally. That's good theory. That's yeah, a good theory, theory though. Yeah. And I don't think we know her. That plan makes her feel yet. like she's in control. Maybe she's locked. Whoa. That scene, that last scene with Kevin throwing the baby out the window is the worst version of the Mandalorian. <laughs> well, that's it. Great two episodes. Thank you for reading my last email. I really enjoyed all your thoughts about the show. Question for Brett. Just judging on these four episodes. 
do you think the show is currently living up to the hype that you might have heard when it came out? Keep safe and wash your hands. Don Beto. I would say it, it is, but I don't feel like I, he- I heard that much hype. I feel like Leftover came, Leftovers came, correct me if I'm wrong, it came out during like the highest point of Breaking Bad, right? I think so. I feel like I heard so much more about why why am I not watching Breaking Bad than Leftovers? Yeah. But yes, I'm enjoying it. Um, Aaron White sends an email saying, episodes three and four, thoughts and questions. Hello there, Stove, Moana, and Rhett Bregister. Longtime DB listener and first-time, first-time show listener. The Leftovers is my number one favorite show. Welcome aboard, my friend. This will be my third watch through. Wow. Here are my thoughts on three and four. I hope you're on medication for watching this show so many damn times. <laughs> Episode three, some questions and a random thought. Why do you think Nora started laughing when Matt told her that her husband was having an affair? You know, I think I think this is already, it's already happened twice in the show because even Tom started laughing when he got the call when he thought Holy Wayne was calling him. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I think we just are seeing these emotional breaking points for a lot of these characters. And I think at this point, hearing news like that is like, all you can do is just kind of like laugh, I guess, because everything's been so hard for everybody already. Yeah. That's my thought on it is that emotion, their emotions are so all over the place and they've already done the like crying where they can't, they have no more tears probably. So now it's like the emotion is laughter because it's just like, I'm done crying about all this shit. Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts? No, I like that. I missed the beginning part. I was looking up. I think Breaking Bad just ended as Leftovers was starting. Oh, that's nice. So everyone was talking about the end of Breaking Bad, which I was ignoring as best I could. Do you think the Guilty Remnant somehow set up Matt to get hit in the head with a rock so that he couldn't be able to buy the church back? No. No, because the guilty remnant people were the ones getting hit with the rocks. Right. I think it's a good theory, though. But I, I don't agree. I just realized there were probably... I can't imagine the guilty remnant... Rev, revenant? The, the revenant. GR ever imagined he would get that money. Right. In time. Right. Um, I just realized... That was there... a great scene, too, when he tried to pay the banker. I know, man. That was four days ago. Damn, yeah. what a reveal. I just realized there were probably so many car crashes and plane accidents when the departure happened. Apparently in the book, there's reference to a bunch of pileup, freeway pileups and airplanes crashing. Episode four, mostly sound alerts and a question. Sound alert. Walter, water, coffee, Drano? Oh, yeah. Sound alert. You enjoying my sandwich? (laughs) I said to pull that one. Sound alert. Hey, come on, man. Tommy running through the hospital. He runs into a guy that says, hey, come on, man, like an actor from the 50s. Hmm. Get your balls off the son of God. Oh, yeah. Yep. Damn. You I missed said some that good one, too. Ones. Really? Yeah. What was the symbolism? You listen to Alana, Steve. I know. Hey. I guess I should. What was the symbolism behind Jill not shooting the baby Jesus with the fire arrow? I don't think it was symbolism so much as it was her realizing that because her dad was actually looking for it, that it was there is like a biblical. It does Mary put Jesus in a wicker basket and put him down the river, or is that that's like Mo- Moses that's Moses? Or 
That's like ancient Moses. Egyptians. Didn't you see the Prince of Egypt? I don't think that her reason was because of her dad. I don't think I did. Oh, it's so good. The music's we great. We just put on Sinbad, the uh, <gasps> the DreamWorks animation Sinbad movie. Can I've we never watch seen the, Prince the animation of Egypt right after this. Yeah, I really like ancient like tales and legends. I know the Sinbad legend, and I'm so curious. I just re-listened to it to like get refreshed during quarantine, and I so am curious to watch like the movies and shit made off that story. Which it's on story? Hulu, the Dream Oh, Wars Sinbad. One. Oh, Sinbad. Like yeah. the is it good? Brett? There's an ancient tale. We watched about five minutes, and then Mason fell asleep, so I turned it off. <laughs> but I'm interested. I love Treasure Planet. What's Treasure Planet about? A Disney movie. It's a Disney movie. It's Disney. Well, it's Treasure Island, but it's like a futuristic version. Yeah. Oh, never Isn't saw Martin it. Short? I'm all for a good a good pirate tale. Me too. I uh, like Muppet Treasure Island. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, Steve. Bef- I don't. Before we move on, I don't think um, she didn't shoot the baby with the fire arrow because of her dad. I think it was because of her. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. What was this? Uh, oh, and finally. Oh, beep, 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 was Nora horny for Kevin when she saw him in the hallway at the dance? Well, duh, he's a hot boy. He's that, a hot cop. That's all my thoughts and questions. Sorry if it's too long, Steve. I don't know if your hatred for long emails expands throughout the entire EZU. It does. <laughs> also, for future sound alerts, should I attach actual sound files or not? Eh, too much work. Don't do it. Just got to get all the rules. Do it if it's theme, if it's theme music for clips. Or, yes, you know. give us some clips. Yeah. Clips music. Thanks, buddy. It's because it's not easy to just, you can't just press play and we can all hear it. Steve has to like take it to his computer and do these things. And By the way, there's a lot of emails. Oh, really? <laughs> there's like 11 more. All right. Well, I have to pee. <laughs> Lucas Carl says, hey, Brett, Alana, and Steve, excited to be watching along with y'all. What's everyone's opinions on Tom so far? I feel like every time it cuts to his arc, I wish it was someone else's. Lucas, P.S., just in case you didn't pull these clips, we've got the white one and then smart one. Which one's smart one? The white one we got. He's a smart one. Let's find out what smart one is. Which one's Tom? Tom's the son who's with Holy Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is the fucking smart one? Oh, which one of you is the fucking smart one? Yeah, that's twin funny. bubbies. Which one is the fucking smart one? Yeah, that's a good clip. Uh, thank you for that, Lucas. Thoughts on Tom? I think it's just because his story is just getting started as compared, like as far as we are hearing of it, as compared to the other people, we've gotten a little more time with them. Damn, this episode's going to be over two hours. I realize that. That's crazy. Let's do speed round on emails. Just, okay. Just first line. Okay. First line only. This is a First long and last one, line. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like the first Lindelof. Uh, hi, Steve, Brent, Alana, maybe guest. Just wanted to say uh, how I'm excited to join you on your journey. I recently binge-watched your old Lost episodes. Since Lost is my favorite show of all time, and as Lindelof file like yourselves, I couldn't have been happier that you're following up your Watchmen season with a Leftovers watch-through. One thing I would like to give my two cents in regards to the general reception to The Leftovers is my understanding that critics and audiences were kind of mixed on the first season, partially because of how it, how bleak it can get. Seasons two and three, on the other hand, are generally considered to both be neck-and-neck contenders for perfect seasons of television by both critics and fans of the show. This is what I have gathered from spending a lot of time in r slash leftovers, which, by the way, I've been subscribed to since the show came out speaking of which said that season two is his favorite season two is great but it's bonkers man season two two goes for a ride 
Season two has one of the best episodes in the whole series, though, for sure. Ooh, excited for getting uh, there. Speaking of which, if you are ever looking for more ways to talk about The Leftovers, the subreddit has every discru- discussion thread for each episode of the show so you can see spoiler-free contemporaneous reactions from fans of the show. Anyways, can't wait for more, especially seeing Brett's and later on Alana's reactions. And here's hoping Damon Lindelof puts out a new show by the time you guys are done with this one. Ooh, that'd be oh, cool. from what one Lindelof loving boy, Matt Mayer. Thank you, Mayor. I don't know if Corona's going to allow that, but we'll see. Daniel sends an email saying, Hi there, I just want to quickly thank you for the Watchmen movie commentary. I listened while watching the movie, and it was an insane ride. Wow, congratulations. You win something. I don't know what it is. A few people a few people reached out to let me know they made it. Wow, that's a, that's a badge of honor for sure. I know. As far as these episodes, the reveal of who bought the church blew my freaking mind and also made me super sad. I really feel for Matt, even if I disagree with his mission. How do you all feel about what he's doing, trying to prove it was also sinners that vanished? I think we talked a lot about that already. Mm-hmm. Lastly, agree. we agree. Lastly, the Creeper comic was great. Wait, that Thank came you. out? Thank you guys you, put that out? Yeah. Issue one is out, Alana. How come I haven't been told? Issue one is it? out. Someone Come on, show Alana, me. Get on your Comicsology account and download it. Steve, will you make it? So download you, dang again. Download it, please. Have Guys, you not read it yet? No, I don't. I I have. It's been a thing in the ether this whole time. I'm like, let me know how I. A thing in the ether is my favorite Twilight Zone episode. Medici Promotion sends an email saying, "Hi, Steve and the infant Brett Cash Register and little infant baby born girl Alana." <laughs> <laughs> here's your burp here's how your burp led me to find my favorite tv show ever around late last year on dynamic banter you played the first time show clip of when you did your amazing burp why didn't you ever ask jj abrams about it you dumb dumb mm, i sure should have been i didn't This clip made me laugh so much, I assumed it was from the recent Watchmen podcast you were doing at the time. So in order to experience that burp in the context of the podcast, I watched Watchmen just so I could listen to the first time podcast and the damn mouth fart. And to find the damn mouth fart. It became my favorite series of television ever and I followed along with every first time show you guys did. You kept mentioning a show called The Leftovers, so I promptly watched that right after I finished Watchmen and I absolutely loved it too. By the time I was done, I forgot about the burp I was looking for, but the initial pursuit of your burp introduced me to two amazing, mysterious, incredible shows that gave me that ARG mystery feeling that Lost gave me all those years ago. Thank you, Lindelof, and thank you, burps. In pursuit of burp. The burp was in the Lost. The burp was in the Lost one, yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's a journey. Oh, you guys are killing me with these long emails. Jack Erickson sends an email saying, Dazim. What's up, Steve, Breet, Alinit, and all you first-time friends? Fiends? My name is Jack, Hello. and this is my first ever email to the first-time show. Well, technically, it's my second, but Steve bungled it and lost the episode where you guys read the rest of the Watchmen emails. I might find it again someday. <laughs> we'll see. Anywho, I'm really enjoying The Leftovers. Watchmen was one of my favorite shows ever, and when I heard The Leftovers is a Lindelof show and you guys were doing that next, I was way on board. So far, Christopher Eccleston as Father Matt is my favorite character. The third episode was so packed with emotion, and I was anxious the whole time. I never imagined it would be so satisfying to watch a priest beat the shit out of a guy in a casino parking lot. 
Also, I have a huge crush on Margaret Qualley, and I'm interested to see where her character goes, and all the characters, of course. I think they're talking about Lori. No, that's or, the uh, brown hair girl. That's the Nora. Daughter. daughter. Nora. Oh, the daughter. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Kevin's bad. daughter. My bad. Also, I was not able From to get Death Note. She's great. Also, I was not able to get my email in on time for last week, but I wanted to share that the part where Kevin's bagel got stuck in the toaster was really funny to me because of something I witnessed at my dining hall on campus once. We have the exact same type of toaster in the breakfast area. A woman was making toast, and she was continuously putting more bread in. After five-plus slices, she gave up and left. I had to go investigate as I was baffled at what I witnessed. I looked behind the toaster and the little metal piece that the toast slides out of when it's done was facing the wrong way and it was filled with a whole lot of toast from this woman's many failed attempts. For some reason, she decided to keep putting bread in in hopes that it would eventually work. It was odd. Anyways, I'm really enjoying Leftovers, especially when I get to watch it with you awesome peeps and the first time show audience. Keep up the great work and I'll talk to you guys next week. I actually loved that story. Me too. Priyanka sends an email saying the numbers it would have been cool if they slipped the numbers from lost in I get really excited when the reverend was betting on red missed opportunities anyways keep up the good work love you boys your friend Priyanka Peer I think one of them was 23 actually and one of them was 3 but who says the numbers aren't significant to later in the series they might be oh certainly the first one's 3 because the 3 pigeons I think Parker Nettles sends an email saying, Loving the crew. Hey guys, Brett and Steve, I've been with the podcast since the Lost Watch through, and I couldn't wait for another show to come into the mix. At first, I was bummed we weren't getting Owen since I think his dry approach to the show fits well with Steve's antics. But Alana really blew me away in the first episode of the podcast. You got a good one there, Steve. I know it. I love the ratio of fun antics to deep dive analysis of the show. Can't wait to see where this show takes us since I know absolutely nothing about it. Anyway, just wanted to pop in and say keep up the good work. And hashtag Brett yes. Hashtag Alana yes. And hashtag two honks for a good podcast. And then hashtag Brett no. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to get, you know. Keep him grounded. Keep me in limbo. Um, Darren, I, I like to keep earning it. Darren Hicks sends an email saying, Hey, BBBBs, most of these are clip ideas, but I hope you enjoy them. Episode three, Amber here, she poofed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got all these. That's it for now. Love you guys very much. Thanks for covering the show and thanks for reading. You're welcome, my friend. All right, a few more emails here. Raven Brink, respecting the format, says, Hey, gang. Sip. Glad you're all doing well during these trying times. Just wrote in to tell you how fucking stoked I am that we're embarking on another journey. I was just uh, tweeting with Brianka Beard about how this is the perfect time to respect the format. Also, talk about this goddamn score more. The show's score is so perfect. Oh, yeah. I had that on my list of things to talk about. It's so good. It's Max Richter. 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 It's Andy Richter. And it's great. I just was yeah. curious why it wasn't Jakino. I know, but I don't even miss him stuff? because I love that piano piece that keeps coming in, and it gets real good. The score is just great. It's fantastic. The, the score really stood out in the third episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Also, Owen, if you're listening, I want you to dress in all white and crash their Discord call while you chain smoke cigarettes, cigarettes and in classic Owen fashion, just not say a word. That'd be great. We should do that. Damn. Owen is a guilty remnant. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Was Has Owen always been part of, a, of the GR? You know what's funny? Really? We should call um, him on the next one and ask him. Uh, when I was talking to Owen from the balcony the other day, he was also like, um, when he was saying that he should watch the show along with us, he was like, I fucking hate the Guilty Remnant. I hate him so much. I'm so, I don't want to see it. It's because he got kicked out. That totally means he was in the GR. Yeah. Love yeah. you, baby boys and girls. Hope it's everyone stays blood. safe and sane. Best Raven. Uh, Michael Nosbish says eggs. BB-8 boys and girls. First, I'm slightly disappointed in the lack of egg content. So far in the series, I've been stuck behind since I currently have no internet in my apartment due to COVID. Oh, sorry that your internet got a virus. But I was able to steal some internet from my friend to download the first season today. Watched episode one and figured I'd shoot off an email before you guys get halfway through the season. Okay, thanks, buddy. Wasson Clancy says, Leftovers episode two. What's going on, matey potatoes? My name is Dilly Dingle. I have only one issue with these two episodes. If I'm hosting a party and somebody places their scrotum bag on a possession of mine, that's a classic case of party is over and you're not my pal anymore in my books. Why the fuck did everybody let him dip his nuts on that baby's soft spot? Because nobody owned that. They did it because it's high school. That's how you become cool in high school. Yeah. It's not anything after high school. kids? After high school, it's not true anymore. No, not anymore. You can't do it anymore. I don't even know if it's still true in high school, when I but was... like J- Jake Paul exists, so I think it probably is. Ooh, shade. Well, sorry. Andrew Whitney sends our final email of the show saying, I messed up so bad last week, and I've been embarrassed about it the whole time. Dog backwards isn't race car. It's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Love the podcast and Greg bless every one of you. Greg bless everyone. Greg bless. Greg bless. Um, Go fuck herself. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I don't give a fuck, Becca DeGoo. I think <laughs> you're all great. Brett, you seem like you're about to die. <laughs> Me? <laughs> yes, you do. I'm you close. Seem so tired. Did you have a long day? I was in the pool a lot today, so I've got the chlorine in my eyes. A oh bit. no! Well, get a get a shower in you tonight. All right. Well, be What's next. All right. <laughs> um, that sun is draining. You guys, I'm really enjoying watching the leftovers. I forgot. I I mean, I didn't really forget, but I kind of forgot about how depressing this show gets. So I do apologize. That's the thing I didn't forget. That's why I was questioning going back through. Well, that's why Owen was like, "You shouldn't do it." Yeah, because me and like, Owen were on the same page. It's not going to be fun to talk about this, but the that's, thing that's is, is talk about what do you mean? Well, it is Owen. artful. Though, Here's the thing. At least when you go to a museum. <laughs> And you're browsing the art. Do you expect every single piece to make you feel happy? No, it's more like this. When you go to a museum and you're browsing the art and a piece is really depressing to you, do you stay and linger and chill with it? Or do you say next? That's the difference. I'm the one who says next. You're the one who stays with it. And you're like, I'll but figure. But the thing is, is there's, there's a beauty in something that makes you feel sad. Right, and. But- and and again, if it's mm-hmm. a if it's a beautiful piece of art, and it makes you feel sad, then that's a wonderful thing to experience from 
a piece of art. It means that that gave you an emotion. And well, I think there's two questions or theories here. One of them is, is it art? And if it's able to evoke emotion like that, absolutely, it's art. But the second is, is it for you? Like, do you want to, are you, it's your you choice if you're going to put that in your environment, in your experience or whatever. And I'm not saying I'm against us doing this show, but you're I think you don't seek you're talking about two different out. theories. Yeah. And personally, I'm on the other theory, which makes it a more interesting conversation. I, mean, I just think, but again, I, I think the museum analogy kind of still works because it's like, you know, you, you might go to a museum because you want to see some beautiful art and then you're walking around and getting a nice mix of like different reactions and feelings and emotions from all the different paintings. And then suddenly there's an emotion of sadness. And then you're like, wow, that's beautiful. And maybe you cry or maybe you just have a moment and whatever. And then you move on to the next one. But yes. it's possible that amongst all of this art that makes you feel wonderful and amazing and happy, you'll see some sad ones in there too, just kind of like life in a, in a way. And yeah. you're right. It's not perfect. It's not particularly healthy to seek out art well, that I mean, makes you feel depressed it depends on the person because if it if if you seeing art that makes that is depressing makes you feel better about your life or something like if it makes you feel a way that is good for you great like to each their own truly it's not a judgment i mean I, what some show that i watched that like truly made me feel gut-wrenchingly depressed and the and joker torn up was not even this show although this one really does put you through the ringer but did, did any of you ever watch, um, uh, what, what was the show called? The Sweet De Life. What was the one where it was, they all lived in a, in a, uh, or they lived in a funeral home on HBO? Oh, yeah. Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under. Yeah, I was going to say Dead to Me. It's a different show. I know. That's what, almost what I said, too. And then I almost said Dead Like Me, which is another one that's Ugh, <laughs> too many which dead I love Dead Like Me, though. That was a great show. They're all mixing but, um, together. But, uh, six Feet Under really, do, do you really think, fucked me up. Did and you I, think Six Feet Under was worse, de like depressing and sadness wise, than Leftovers? Yes. yes. I thought the opposite. Yes. Really? Oh, no, I think Six Feet Under is much more depressing. But I would credit a lot of that to my being. I was in college when I watched Six Feet Under, and I think maybe I just didn't have as much sadness in my life to pull from as a less experienced person. I guess I also found it terrifying, too, because it dealt with so many, like, real moments and and death being the primary right. kind of focus of the show and death is such a unknown scary thing and and uh it just got it made it too real and it made all the these things too real you know also i don't mean this to sound weird but death is not something that scares me that's although not weird i know it scares a lot of people so maybe that's why leftovers to me is more heart-wrenching than six feet under Cause it's not about people who died it's about people who st who are still around but like six feet under talking about death i was like sure cool uh-huh but so uh, you guys want to keep watching leftovers let's just move on to six <laughs> feet under <laughs> let's just let's pivot let's just <laughs> well listen i'm so happy that we're doing this even though i do want to apologize for those of you that maybe are finding this show a little too depressing it's fun to talk about you we're, we're lightening it by by the the communication about it i just want to share things that make that are that i want to share art you know it is like, art sadness um, the is world art. is depressing right now the world is depressing and right now it's an appropriate why well you know some would say it's it would be healthier to watch happier things i would say a time if, that's hard but fuck those people but you know it, listen we've got a lot of time and we're still having fun and we're making light of a lot of it even though it's very depressing but listen i watched scoob last night and that oh made God. me much sadder than <laughs> I will scoob not is watch the scoob. movie 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, well, anyway. Oh, but if you are feeling particularly depressed by this, like if this is triggering you, don't feel like you got to listen now. Just wait till we're out of pandemic, maybe. I know yeah, that that's or, like a shit thing to say uh, just advertising wise. Or or just, like, just listen to the show with us. Like listen to the podcast. We'll still cover the show and we'll talk about big moments and yeah, stuff. But if they don't want spoilers, I'm just saying if it's too much for you, don't feel like just because some people are down. If you're feeling it's triggering, choose you. Um. Uh. Okay. Choose you. Choose you, everybody. Like that's that. the that's the that's the message today. Well, listen. I want to say thank you to Brett, thank you to Alana, and thank you to the listeners of this show. Yay. Um, you guys are all great. This is gonna be really fun, even though the show's not super fun, but it's still beautiful and it wonderful. It is fun. And it's fun to watch good shit that's written well, and and uh, and it's a good time to to see good art. But anyway, um couple of things. First of all, if you'd like to send in your emails, your thoughts, your comments, your clips, whatever you'd like to send us uh, pertaining theories. to the show, your theories, send them to thefirsttimeshow@gmail.com and uh, hopefully we'll get to them. We're, we're trying to read all the emails. That's kind of what we do on this show. We don't skip anything unless it's way too long or you're being a dick or something. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you all for listening. And also a reminder that this show is in video format on youtube.com slash the valley cast that's the valley folks uh, podcast network i guess you could say uh where there's also other great podcasts like the fundamentalists elliot's podcast where he talks with his uh philosopher friend who's very cool um what else alana what's your socials oh my socials please are at love alana chan l-o-v-e-a-l-a-n-a-c-h-a-n thank you very much anything else you want to plug uh, not quite at the moment. Just probably my Instagram is where I am most. Thank you. Brett, what are your socials? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, go follow me on my socials. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck ourselves. Go, go fuck, fuck ourselves. Choose me, guys. Wait, Brett, what is your social? Security? Brett Register. <laughs> and Brett did this on Twitter. Brett Register. Brett Register. Guys, don't forget to check out Creeper on Comixology. Uh, yeah. Some people were asking. Yeah, let, let Alana read it. Okay, great. I will. Should I make a whole review? Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Let we'll us... wait for it. Put it in your notes for next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we can ask I don't know if I'll have read it by next week. I feel like Steve probably won't give it to me for no, a few I'll days. No, I'll give it to you so you can have it by next episode. That'd be fun. Um, all right. Well, guys, don't forget to give the podcast some love on Apple Podcasts, which would essentially just be giving the Valley Cast love. But uh, if you want to mention the show there, I think that would help a lot. And also, on SoundCloud, you can leave comments and, and uh, things like that there, which is really nice. I check those. And the comment section of the video version of this is a great place to also leave comments and theories and thoughts. I'll check those out, too. So uh, and No don't spoilers. To, no spoilers, please. Yes, please be respectful of that and no spoilers also we ha we are on social channels we're on instagram we're on twitter i think twitter is the first time show and uh instagram is just first time show and uh yeah lots of stuff going on there and we'll do some live videos there at some point and yeah i guess that's it that's all the housekeeping at the end of the show there well thanks yeah thanks for listening guys brett i love you buddy Love you guys. Be safe. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. And we'll catch you next time on It Feels Like the First Time podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.